Welcome to the podcast. I am Ryan. To my left is James. And looking handsome in front of me is Brad. And looking studly, this is the Real Nerds Film Explosion 2012, where we count down each of our 10 favorite films of the year and share our experiences with you, the loyal listener. I look forward to this all year round. It is. I kind of get amped up. Oh, man. Um, And this year was a great year for movies. Let's go ahead and recap with a bunch of quotes from movies that Brad's going to now put in the podcast. And go, Brad. What's this? What are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, what? I didn't know Brad was going to do all that work. Man, that's a lot of really cool stuff to bring I, ha- I have enough to do. Oh, man, oh, that was man. great, Brad. Thanks for all those really? movie quotes. I appreciate it. <laughs> you wanted me to go through every movie this year and yes. pull out something yeah. interesting yes. And only the said. best quotes and all yes. of them. All that's, of them. Yeah. So make sure you don't miss any of the ones like... I think it would take a year to watch all those movies. <laughs> drink your blood in out of In real time. Uh, but no, not really. Um, yeah, no, that, that didn't that, happen. That, I, that'd be cool, but Brad is already going to spend a lot of time editing this because I'm just going to keep on talking and it's going to be a really long episode. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what this is. Yeah. It's okay, I brought Honestly, my gun. I'll shoot myself <laughs> if, before it's if over. You've, <laughs> if you've never listened to an episode of this show before, you know, usually we have some structure. This week is totally different. Um, it I is. Mean, there is some structure, but There's it's... There's structure. It's, it's, and me and Brad have done this, is this four years in a row? This is the fourth one. This is the fourth I, one me and Brad I, I, have well, done. You've been on three of them. No, I've been on all of them. Uh, there was them? One, one year Brad wasn't here. Oh, that's um, right. Is we had his list, James? but he wasn't here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, all the real nerds are here, and this one's being recorded before a live studio audience. So, we do have fans, and you know what? We're so close to 100 likes on Facebook. I'm so excited. What a big year for the real nerds. Oh, Denver Comic Con. Mile High Horror, Telluride Horror Show. It's been a good year, guys. All of the cool people we met. Exactly. Uh, And if you are a listener and you've listened to us this long, thank you so much. Um, There's more in in store. We're going to be changing up a little bit of the format next year. Not really changing it, but I'm going to have new intros with more personality. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm I'm still waiting through We might even bring back uh, uh, Bradbot. You know? Oh, Brad Bot! Yeah, make a return. See if Brad Bot makes a return. Brad Bot is I'm at the bottom of compute. the junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe Hugh Jackman will dig him up out of the mud, and he and his son will build it together. You know, like that movie from last year. We can only real hope. still. One of, what was my number nine movie from last year? Oh shit! You remember that? Of course I do. Oh man, I have a. I, I have, dude. I can remember all the fatalities in Mortal Kombat too. Can you do it? No, because I don't play Mortal Kombat. To, uh, dude, Jack's second fatality: block, 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 low punch, sweep distance, rips off your arms. <laughs> yeah, that, that still trap, guys. That move, that game came out twenty years ago. Anyway, we're gonna do our number ten. Or we're gonna do our top tens. Yes, and then we'll do a few awards there at the end, and just talk about you know what we're looking forward to next year, and just wrapping things up, and then that'll be the episode. And Absolutely. it's gonna be long. Yeah, but it's fun, guys. Even though oh, it's a we've got trailers before each of our movies, so you kind of yeah. understand if yep. you haven't seen some of these, you know what we're talking about a little bit. But actually, the most fun a repeat part, movie. Yeah, the most fun part is actually just that we get so vindictive by the end because we've all all of the movies Still that are on, each other's on top thunders. of our lists are in somebody else's bottom of their list, and by the end, we, we, we're all just pissed at each other. Totally. Yeah. Um, but the first thing we're gonna do is I s- laid down a challenge to our listeners. And I said, please, send us a list of your favorite movies of the year. It's more like a request. It was a request, but it's a challenge. It's because it's I would sure. call it an invitation. Oh, Dude, oh, you, oh, hey, you know what? This is oh. my fucking show. <laughs> so fan challenge movie top pick of 2012. Something, something. Uh, anyways, so we got a lot of responses. We and did. what we did is we did it like the Academy Awards. Each movie that's listed on there in an order is assigned a point value. The movie with the biggest point value won our fan award. Uh, it's like counting, sort of. So the more void votes that 
that counts yes. up. Yes. And then the one that has the, you know the highest count. Thank you for dumbing it down. I'm trying to make us all prestigious like the fucking Oscars, and James <laughs> well, ruins it with, hey, I'm James. Hey, you know, you have oh, to be inviting to everybody. Fuck you, James. And also, you know. Anyways, thanks, everybody, for sending that in. Um, absolutely. So, the fan's pick for movie of the year is, pause so Brad can add sound effect. Oh, you want me to say it? Do you want me to do it, or do you do it? Do you even do you know want to do it, it at the same time? Sure. Let's just see if we were, if I'm right. Okay. One, two, three. Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're Ev- right. Yeah, everybody. Uh, Avengers top the list of everybody's it was, second it, movie. It was really narrow. Yeah. Um, Skyfall was, was in second, second movie, and then tied for third place was uh, Cabin in the Woods and Looper. So yes, um, and again, which is a everybody's, you know. Voice is heard in lots of different genres. It's a good. So it's go. a good bundle of movies. It is oh, a great man. bundle. You can't go wrong. I, I, you know, I wonder if any of those will say, show up on I my think list. All of those will be on my list later. Stay Ooh. tuned. Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, do you want to read any of the 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 votes that people sent in? Uh, you can if you'd like, James. I don't. You, you have them all in front of you. So I do. I do. Please do. Okay. Now. Uh, wait. Oh, all right. No, let's add a um, sound effect, Brad. Let's add another movie quote. <laughs> I want you to use that one quote from Total Recall where Colin <laughs> Farrell is talking to Kate Beckinsale when they're holding their hands up for phones. I don't even remember that scene. That is how I don't even know where that to was. find that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Anyways, I just oh, picked something right. random. Oh, my God. Uh, Cora sent in her, her top 10, mm-hmm. um, which, of course, had Cabin on on the very top, which is is a good choice. Um, Reggie, who is a longtime friend of the show now, yeah. uh, voted for Wreck It Ralph, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is really cool. That was on a lot of the people who sent in lists. That one came up quite a bit. Um, Jay Watson sent in his, and he didn't. He didn't really give an order. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom, Perks of Being a Wallflower, and Silver Linings Playbook were all on there because uh, he. I had sort of as a joke said, you know, if you want to vote multiple times, just send it in in, in multiple ways, and then he exa- he did that, um, <laughs> which called my bluff. Uh, Dan from Ohio, I liked his list because it's really different. Oh, yeah. He had Wrath of the Titans, I think number six on his list. Eight. eight. Number eight. Um, with The Hobbit at number one. The Hobbit it's a really, one. That's, his, his list is a really unique list. It is. Because um, Expendables 2 is on there, The Grey <laughs> yes. is on there, <laughs> Prometheus and Wreck-It Ralph and Avengers are all on there. Um, that's a good list. Ooh. Uh, Some in the studio audience disagree. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, West Weston Mitchell Michael wrote in uh, for Rise of the Guardians, which is one of those that I you know. Missed you know who that year. is? That's my cousin. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, very cool. I'm sorry that I said his last name wrong, but that's no, just because I'm dyslexic. That's actually his middle name. His last name's Cole. Oh well, now we can find him. Yeah, now you know. And I just pages. totally you know because you also like, know thanks that for saying my name on the podcast, asshole. <laughs> yeah, seriously. He obviously he tries to hide it from Facebook, and yet we re- we revealed the secret. Yes. Um, Anyway, he voted for Rise of the Guardians, which is one of those that uh, I'm in, none of us saw it, right? No. Um, which is a shame, because that was one. That and The Master and uh, I think Smash are the, the movies that... Smash? Um, Smash. It's a... Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead. Yeah. And the, what's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I missed it, yeah. yeah. It was out for like one week here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but those are the movies that, you know, I, I wish I'd been able to see before the end of the year. But um, Oh, and then uh, Russell wrote in... And voted for uh, Avengers as his number one, um, and then Eileen Augusta wrote in for Looper, uh, and said that as a as a filmmaker, she is really inspired that someday she wants to make a movie like that 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 cool. is um, sort of as in fa- I forget how she worded it, but that impacts audiences as well as that movie impacted but her. Didn't Russell also have a vote for an inanimate object in a movie? Uh, what? No. He sent out a tweet that uh, said uh, Shamra should be oh Shawarma Shawarma whatever. Yeah. It is. Uh, well, because he wanted Some to vote Indian twice. Food. Uh, that's how much he loves Avengers. 
Um, and then Shauna wrote in for Psychopaths at number one, Seven Psychopaths. Uh, Sierra wrote in for, uh, well, there wasn't really a number one on there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just pick Beasts of the Southern Wild because yeah, that's, that's one cool of my movie. favorite ones on her list. And because we haven't talked about it. But anyway, thank you to everybody who wrote yeah, in. Yeah, thank you. It was again, really cool. Uh, the fans, what make the show go round. And um, again, if you're not a fan and you hate us, send us an email there too. Because oh, dude, call us. I really want to hear your voice yelling at me. You want to hear someone yell at you? Well, yeah, I do. We really want a hate mail section. Turn, yeah. No, I really <laughs> do. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> we need to find some he more unlicensed taken down music. A peg, so. Yeah. Cool. We would need new music for you to find for our hate mail section. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like the Joe. sound of fire in the background, and then Joe like with an echoey <laughs> demon <laughs> voice. Like, yeah. Oh, man. Well, next year. There's always next There's year. There's always next year. We're bound to piss somebody off eventually. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so thanks again for writing in. Um, James has a bunch of awards to give out. Uh, Corey, I know you sent an email. I think you want to do that at the, at the end. Yeah, do the awards. You do the awards at the end. Well, and the awards are really just us talking about worst movies, and okay. re- we ought to get to the top ten. Okay, uh, Corey sent us an email. I'll read that next week. Yeah, um, stay tuned for that. Thank you for your emails. And I found out she's a sales representative for uh, the Herald and the uh, Durango newspaper. Hey, right on. Give us a deal on a real nerd's ad in Durango. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, really, no, really, yeah, do it. I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and also, uh, we there are a bunch of movies that we saw this week. Uh, if they are not on our top ten, we'll talk about them next week, and then you'll hear what we thought about <coughs> Les Mis. Um, I was anyway. Ms. Ray Ball in it. <laughs> 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 what I did. What I did. Oh, um, yeah, what you did. Wow, Ooh. I'm so fucking clever. Are you? Anyway, yeah. do you want to start the top ten? Do you want to be on this podcast anymore? Not, <laughs> not really. I'm really tired of this. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh Film Explosion 2012 is going to get underway. What's going to happen is I'm going to reveal my number 10, then Brad will reveal his number 10, then James will reveal his number 10. I'm so glad that we're going from you to Brad because that means that fi- Father's Day won't be the last movie we talk about tonight. Father's Day. doesn't mean it's on my list, guys. Maybe it's not on his list. <laughs> if it's not in the envelope, he cannot change it now. That's right. Is in oh, beautiful right. burgundy envelopes. I forgot you do that. I oh, man. managed to hang on to him for a whole year. He so. actually makes these really cool envelopes and puts yeah. his, his, his. Is it burgundy or Merlot? I'm not really I sure. I would say Merlot. Merlot. Are, oh, are they okay. red? They it's look way black classier. Uh, James is colorblind, so we have to describe yeah, it please, to him. Yeah. Please reference, please reference <laughs> this last This is Merlot, week's James. Story. <laughs> it's a very dark um, shade of, yeah. Of Merlot. So, uh, anyway, without further ado, Brad, go ahead and play the Film Explosion 2012 theme song. We have a theme song? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there was one at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, but I want something epic. I want yeah. I want it like John Williams. At some point, there needs to be a... But just effect. enough that it's not John Williams, so we don't have to pay John Williams to use the score. That, <laughs> that was an explosion, not a flushing toilet. <laughs> right Maybe on. I'll compile a bunch of the uh, most epic soundtracks from this year as one big nice, oh. just a, intro. Well, you know, there is a list on our site of the best soundtracks of there the year. There is. That James wrote. It's very good. Check yeah. it out. And also, um, last year we gave an away, uh, away an award for best movie of the year you didn't see. That's a blog this year, so you can go check it out on the site. Cool. Again... Lots of content on Real Nerds Podcast. And way more to come, so keep watching. And more to come because all these top 10 lists, including our complete wrap ups of every movie we saw this year, are going to be posted. Well, so, I'm, yes, I'm there's, a, there's a lot of stuff for you to read, and none of it very good. Hey, <laughs> I used a thesaurus. Wow. I know. What For what word? Um, Score? I think austere. <laughs> I think I needed a different word for austere. I don't remember which one I chose. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. Without further ado. My number 10 movie of the year is 
The Hunger Games. Want to see what I got you today? It's a Mockingjay pen. As long as you have it, nothing bad will happen to you. I promise. Welcome and happy Hunger Games. I just love that. Ladies first. I volunteer as tribute. You're stronger than they are. It's 24 of a scale, only one comes out. Take care of them, Gail. Whatever you do, don't let them start. Hit the 17, the girl on fire! What did you say to your sister when you volunteered at the reaping? I told her that I would try to win for her. And try you will. I just keep wishing I could think of a way to show them that they don't own me. If I'm gonna die, I wanna still be me. I just can't afford to think like that. Uh, Fuck you. You had to wait for the trailer to play, asshole. Now you, it's going to be hard for Brad to edit this. There's a, there's enough pause on that <laughs> one that I could slip it in there. Anyways, um, I know th- I know these two guys did not like the movie, but I thought it was enjoyable. I loved the performances in it. I thought it was shot really well. Um, watching it again at home, I fell back in love with the characters of Katniss. And, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. She really character just a stand-in for... You know, plot devices. Uh, huh. What movie that, did you watch? I that one. It's not you very good. Not. No, you're a. Uh, it's not the worst movie of the year. I just think it's kind no, of no, no. It's not the worst movie of the year, but uh, I can't believe it's in your ten. Um, again, it's something that you don't always see. I thought uh, the performance was really good in it. Stanley Tucci was good. Elizabeth Banks, Woody Harrelson. Um, I just enjoyed the movie, and I don't care what you assholes think. This is my list. <laughs> I know. And if you don't like it, I'm going to shit on something you liked. No, know. by all means. Probably Deal. not. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not much more I can say because you guys don't agree with me at all. So you're just looking at me in utter shock right now uh, that yeah. I would pick something like well, that. I'm just it's, not that. it's not that bad. There's going to be worse shit on Brad's list. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm just, I, I have nothing but bad things to say about it because I can't remember any of the good things. So. <laughs> <laughs> to keep the conversation going, I just have to say I don't like it. Oh, yeah. no, that's fine. Um, yeah. All I really again, remember is the fire dress. I didn't expect to like it so much. Um yeah, I remember, so speaking of fire, I remember how, like, the fire just disappears at one point. Like, it's, it's the future, everything, Brad, and then it just goes away. I don't know. Yeah, it's the future. Yeah, People in the audience are saying stuff, and I can't hear it because I have the headphones, so. She said, well, if you read out. the book, dipshit, you'd know why. You well, no, I started <laughs> Now, you have to book. choose what part I added into what she said. Um, My mom read the books, and she said the first one's okay, and the other two are crap. So <laughs> I started reading the book, and then I put them down because they're not written very well. Well, I watched the movie and I enjoyed it. So Ryan's number 10 movie of the year <laughs> is The Hunger Games. All right, fine. We can't sway him against it. No. Um, no I wouldn't want to. It is his list. He can do what he wants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it, guys. Brad, your number 10 is. Oh, that's pause. right. Every year we have dramatic. to wait. That's number one, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What's going on? I flipped him over. This is when that's he makes his argument about how Woo! he doesn't have them in order. <laughs> anticlimactic by the end of the show, huh? I think it's already going to be anticlimactic. Okay, so obviously <laughs> before we came to the podcast, we all know I screwed up my list. <laughs> yeah. So I had to reorder some things. And uh, I just want to acknowledge the movie that fell off of it, um, off the list, was... Uh, I was I was going to start my list with the probably the most influential movie for us this year, which was Comic Con Episode Four. Mm. Really, uh, I really kicked off things. I was going to kick off my list with something that kicked off like all our good fortune and yeah. amazing opportunities we had this year. By when we saw that movie, we got you know invited 
to to Denver Comic Con. No, yeah. absolutely. So yeah. that was gonna be my ten, but once things got reordered, Seven Psychopaths ended up becoming yeah. the number ten. Ah. And how's everything in the dog kidnapping business? Hi, is this your dog? Oh my god. Oh, so I have glad. to pay you. Thank you so you much. <laughs> Dog borrowing business. I ain't talking about that shit neither. <laughs> Mr. Costello, please don't hurt me. Where were you walking him, Sharice? You love your dog so much, Mr. Costello, when you're such an angry type person. You just think it was my fault and drag me back here and tie me up and kill me. Yeah, that was a pretty good. Yeah. I always loved Bonnie like he was my own child. One, I do not want that image in my head. Two, could you go get my fucking dog back? What the hell happened? Some punks jumped us. Who are you? Said they were looking for a little shih tzu. You think she's the one that they're after? I almost got killed today because you kidnapped the wrong fucking dog. Are you being serious? Wow. I just called up old Charlie Costello and I told him to come down and get his dog back. He said, if you're in trouble finding us, just look for a Buick Empire. Well, that's just fucking great. Oh, great. You know what that is? Do you know what that is? Great. That's just fucking great. Let me give him a couple of kisses and scratches. <laughs> well, your friend's a fucking psychopath. You waiting for somebody, old guy? My name is Zachariah Rigby. I left a message on Billy's telephone. Were you screaming about eating my heart off the tray and then shitting on it? Uh, no. No, I, I wouldn't do that. Okay, you seem normal. Come on in. We gotta get this dog off the street because it's kidnapped from a maniac. Dandy. I think we should go to the cops. Fuck the cops. Yeah. Fuck us. No fucking cops. So and that's it's on my list because it was such a surprise. I didn't expect it to be such a well-written and original, seemingly story. I mean, I I hesitate to call things original anymore because you never know what kind of movies you like you've never heard of that maybe have tackled the same kind of style before. But as far as I know, this is uh, yeah, it was just really creative and I uh, agree. The movie was so cool. It was one of those ones that was teetering on my list constantly. Yes, yeah, um, just because I love the performances in it. Um, it was just a cool movie. It's, yeah. It's one of those that I, I, I feel like if I'd seen it again would have made it higher. It's not on my list, unfortunately, I, but it was one that really was like that little dagger where I was like, oh, come on, how how can I find a way to make these other movies shittier <laughs> so that this one can be in my tent? So I'm glad that you have it in there so we can talk about it because it really was some of the most fun that I have just, like you said, because of how surprising it was. I, w- I wasn't expecting it to be as awesome as that movie is. right it was such a surprise to me and like uh, th- another thing i want to reiterate with that with my with my list it's not necessarily a list of these are the best movies like these should get oscar consideration these are just movies that had some kind of influence you know yeah. to me oh, yeah. throughout the year so yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, no these every, are our favorites yeah, not necessarily and you know what's great about being a critic is everybody has different tastes but you know, the why that movie is so good is too even the little scenes with christopher walken and his wife and um, when he finds out that she's murdered, oh man, it's just, and he sits yeah. down, he's talking to Woody Harrelson, I freaking love it. And yeah. uh, just the stories that Colin, um, Colin Farrell, thank you, <laughs> tells throughout the movie. Yeah. It's just and so Sam great. Rockwell's duality, like his yeah. oh, man. schizophrenic. Is Sam Rockwell not? 
bad ever bad in a movie. He's so good. No, he's even I mean, good in Ninja um, Turtles the movie. So <laughs> he's in Ninja Turtles a movie. Where he's the uh, like the main thug in the movie. What? Oh wow, I don't remember when uh, Casey Jones like gets uh, fights uh, Tatsu in yeah. the uh, warehouse, or whatever. Yeah, he's a thug who's like, come on, get him, guys. Really? And then at the end, uh, once the police arrive. Chief Stern shows up and he's like, "Who wants to, you know? Somebody talk to me here." And he's the guy who's like, "Check out Lairdman Island. You'll get your answers there." Wow! So, yeah, early so, Sam Rockwell right there. That's awesome. You know, he's great in Gentleman Broncos. He's great. In <laughs> oh, Iron he's really Man good in too. Gentleman Broncos. Oh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. He's just a great actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Moon? Moon. I love Moon. Yeah. I don't like Moon. Uh, <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> but he's really good in it, though. <laughs> yeah. But the whole yeah Seven Psychopaths is good. There's not a weak link in that whole cast. Oh yeah. Um, and it's one of those movies that kind of fell under the radar, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I think it's dark subject matter. and I think people find it, it on it means, DVD. I, It'll be a cult movie for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it means that, uh, you know, I can't remember his name, the guy who directed that and in Bruges. Um, what's his name? Martin McDonough. Um, I, I can't wait to see what he does next. Because uh, obviously he takes his time and really, like, puts a lot of love into his movies and they become special little gems. So, uh, cool. James, what's your number 10? My number 10 is Paranorman. Meet Norman. Can't you be like other kids your age? His parents don't get him. He's probably up there fiddling with his Ouija or his orb. Harry. His sister doesn't like him. You are such a loser. And the kids at school. Look, it's abnormal. Always pick on him. But he does have some friends. Norman, wait up. I like to be alone. So do I. Let's do it together. It's just that most of them Good morning. aren't exactly alive. How's it hanging? <gasps> Haven't heard that one before. Do you see ghosts like all the time? <gasps> Who's a good boy? Uh, that's not his chin. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Oh, couldn't you use another stall? Time is running out. From the makers of Coraline. The witch's ghost is going to wake up tonight. And when she does, she'll raise the dead. You've got to use your gift of talking to the dead to stop it. This is crazy. Do I look crazy to you? Uh... <laughs> you uh, might want to give that a few minutes. Now, to save his time, he'll need a little help. Oh, yeah. I got you. Oh, this is getting completely out of... Yeah! Is he dead or what? And a whole lot of guts. Is everyone all right? Nobody got bitten? I bit. I hung. Did that count? This summer, you don't become a hero. Norman! Norman? This is so normal. By being normal. There's nothing wrong with being scared, Norman. As long as you don't let it change who you are. Paranorman. Play some hockey. Hell yeah. 
Nice. Another one that was teetering on my list. Yeah, this is one of those where I, I honestly, I probably kicked some other stuff off of this just because I wanted us to talk about it, and I knew <laughs> without me doing it, nobody would. Um, I I loved this movie. Me too. Um, this was the the little animated movie of the year that where I was like, oh yeah, fuck Pixar. This is this needs to win an Oscar. Um, not just because it is mature storytelling for kids, which you know is very important to me. Um, oh man. I, I, it's just I a well done. It's just a well done movie. Oh yeah, but uh, but then it is gorgeous. Animation wise, um, it stands toe to toe with any CGI. Oh yeah, movie almost almost well almost better just because since you know it's not CGI, you're right. so impressed by especially and the it stuff puts at the to end. shame Frank and Weenie like nothing else. Oh yeah yeah. I mean I hate to uh, <laughs> Cora <laughs> did put Frank and Weenie in her top ten, and so I hate to bash it one more time, but absolutely it does yeah because uh, the, the detail work and and things like that and going in i had seen the videos online where they were you know showing you how they made just the lamp which is in the back of one little scene and how much work goes into that then to look at all of the detail and that, that makes the 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 images they're so rich um it's it can't go unnoticed just for how beautiful it is much exactly. less the opening sequence is such a character-driven, emotional little scene um, that's fun. And for kids, they won't notice. They won't necessarily feel like it's really heavy, but it's dealing with something really important. Yeah, um, and it's it's the it's the outcast movie that Tim Burton wishes he could do. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. the, Amen. The part that brought a tear to my eye was when the mother looks to, at him in the back seat and says, "Don't worry, son. He's just he's just afraid of you." And he says. Yeah, the father shouldn't be afraid of his son. Oh, and, yeah. No. I mean, it's just moments like that are so cool. And I, I always talk about what makes an animated movie really good is when it doesn't talk down to children or adults. And yep. it deals with death, being an outcast, and how you deal with it. Well, not all children's movies need to deal with death. But I know yes. what you're saying Paranorman does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's why I, I needed it to be on this list. Also, because... Uh, without it, there wasn't going to be an animated or kids movie on my list. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's unfair. You know? <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, it's great. If you haven't seen Paranorman, go see that movie. Absolutely. You can get it on Blu-ray now. Oh yeah. Awesome. What's what's your number nine, Ryan? My number nine movie is a horror movie. Ooh. It's an, is it the only horror movie on my list? Stay tuned. But number nine on my list is Sinister. I didn't want to move here. We couldn't afford to live in the old house anymore. Plus, the new story I'm writing is here. Is the story a good one this time? I'm going to write the best book that anybody's ever read. I got a really good feeling about this. (laughs) You gotta be kidding me. Family hanging out. Barbecue 79. That's the family who lived here. You think these are serial murders? I don't know. First one I found dates back to the 60s. The only link between all these cases is the symbol. The symbol is associated with a pagan deity named Bagul. He consumes the souls of human children. I have never 
been onto something this big before. Early Christians believed that Bagul actually lived in the images themselves and that they were gateways into his realm. Children exposed to the images were especially vulnerable to Bagul's abduction. Sweetheart, what are you doing? Painting. I wanted to paint her picture. Who are you talking about? Stephanie. She's living. What's happened? Get the kids. Pack the car. We have to leave here now. Well, then it better not be. Wow, you liked it that much, huh? Yeah, yeah the movie is really good. Just because it's creative and it's actually scary. Um, again, yeah. it, found footage is such uh, a way of cinemas now yeah. that for something to come across that's truly creative and truly terrifying, because I don't think like the paranormal activities are scary at all. I think they're kind of obnoxious. But this one where the found footage, Ethan Hawke's character actually finds footage of murders being filmed. Yeah. I mean, there's parts where a family gets ran over by a lawnmower. They don't show it, but Ethan Hawke's reaction to it, it plays, you know, you're starting to get scared about what's going yeah. on, especially when the lawnmower is about to go over a little kid and he like freezes, you know, the image and he says, I can't watch this. But he's also trying to finish this book because he's going through hard times. He wrote one really big crime novel and now he's trying to get another one. Yeah. And so he, he doesn't want to watch it. Then he goes back to the the eight millimeter projector and he turns it on and he watches this family be butchered. And I mean, there's just moments in that. And that's interesting because that's a, that's a case where, uh, he's, I didn't see the movie, but they're doing character development about him mm-hmm. while showing you disturbing shit to scare you. Exactly. Which is, a, a, that's an interesting and good way to do horror. I agree. Um, if it wasn't for the horrible last ending part of right. it, it would have been awesome because even the end of the movie is very good. Yeah. And again, it's just it, when they do that stupid, like, oh, oh shit, he's still in the background. Yeah. He's going to scare you. Because that's, again, it's not necessary because, you know, it, it, it's a demon that exists in, in like, the world so there is never gonna, intangible exactly yeah. so yeah. it's not needed to you know he's still around right and you can tell you know in the movie that the suit said oh you need to have one last little scare here uh, yeah. but it's the not movie, like jason chopped his head off and exactly. throws it in a lake at the end of the movie like he's gonna come back exactly uh but you know th- what's cool about it is again you're right it's a character-driven horror movie the horror is actual horror and it's not um it's not pussy horror. Not, I whoa, mean, I whoa, mean, not like, whoa. This isn't your mama's pussy horror. No. This is. <laughs> that should be on the poster. Not <laughs> pussy horror oh. when you flip over the back of the Blu-ray. But I, I mean, because That's sometimes awful. it's, you know, the horror is circumcised to its PG-13 rating where this is an R. And it, again, the, the Ethan Hawke's character is not a good guy in it. Yeah. He's all about making the money and then his his marriage is crumbling and he jeopardizes everything he has to write this book. And I everybody should check it out. It's scary um and it's really well done. And I look forward to the next movie that these guys make because it should be good. And they should make another one because I think it only costs 3 million to make and it's grossed over 50. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm sure they will. Oh yeah. And I mean it doesn't have to be a sinister movie. Um you know, just And it's neat that they got somebody like Ethan Hawke in it and not just like, you know, 
some some crummy actor that they found, which doesn't mean they're bad actors, but like with your Paranormans where they're not mm-hmm. asking anything of them. Like this is really a case where they, they got a good big name actor and, well, you know. Middle, and he, and he sells road, whatever. Well, Ethan Hawke's a good actor. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like he's not demanding the And if he didn't have highest... a good actor in the lead role, because there's maybe 10, 15 minutes where he doesn't have a line of dialogue, but he's reacting to what he's watching. Right. If you're a terrible actor, then you're not going to sell the movie. That's cool. I, so, I, li- I like that you worked that in. That's neat. So yeah, Sinister, number nine. Make sure you check it out. If you dare. Ooh, I don't. <laughs> Brad, what's <laughs> your number nine? Here we go. My number nine. I like pussy whore. <laughs> <laughs> is, I'm sorry, James. It's Looper. So you're me in 30 years. Sun's down into your eyes. It's too strange. And your face looks backwards. Do you know what's going to happen? You've done all this already as me? I don't want to talk about time travel. We both know how this has to go down. So why don't you do what old men do and die? Why don't you just take your little gun out between your legs and do it? Boy. In the future, time travel is outlawed. Used only in secret by the largest criminal organizations. When they need someone gone and they want to erase any trace of the target ever existing, they use specialized assassins like me, called loopers. You're a looper. You know what we do? And the only rule is never let your target escape, even if your target is you. Not a good thing. My boss will be searching for me until he finds me. Sweep the streets. Get on it. I'm gonna fix this. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna kill it. Hunt them down. But every second that passes is bad. What's he gonna do? I'm gonna save your life. My life. Your life. I know you're not lying when you say you're gonna kill this guy. Son of a bitch, working yeah. that shit in low. I know. I I want it to be higher, but other stuff. You make in it higher. hard to put in your own trailer. Hey, it's in, it's in the no no no, he, no. There was there was a there was enough pause. pause. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's a it's good enough that it's on your list. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the, yeah, that's the, his consolation. It's it, on my list. It, it's on my list too. So it's on my list too. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's. It's an original movie. Oh, you yeah. know, it's taking an idea and it makes it cool. And JGL, again, is really good in the movie. Um, but what makes it cool is they sold the time travel aspect of the movie. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the rest of the movie is not something you don't expect. And yeah. yeah, the the other fantastical element that they, you know, hint at in the trailer, but don't, you know, they don't tell you anything about Sid in the trailer. And that's 
great. Yeah. Um, I I will admit that this was one of those movies where um, I was sort of afraid I was going to put it in the wrong place on my list because it had been so long since I'd seen it, and it doesn't come out on DVD till this week. So um, I... Um, I, I torrented it. Watched <laughs> it this week just because I needed to see not it. Fucking no, steal that movie! I did. Now here's the thing: I He's already still gonna go pre- buy it. No, I know I'm gonna yeah. buy the movie. It's just that I needed to see it for the show again. Uh, and sure enough, I watched it and it moved up my list real quick. Because man, it is so much fun. And, you know, on top of just how smart that script is, it's a fun movie to watch. And it's shot creatively, like there's really clever like ways that they go like show things happen and then they come back later and show that same sequence again, but from a different angle. Yeah. Um, yeah, really clever stuff. And, and yeah. it's not often like the story is usually people go back in time to improve them, like their own lives or to save their themselves. Yeah. And this one is kind of the opposite. Like the same guy hates another version of himself and like, and wants to get rid of him. Yeah. yeah. That is interesting uh, because you know, that's one of the strongest elements of the movie that isn't sometimes talked about is, Bruce Willis's character realizes the mistakes he did when he was younger, yeah. and the younger, brash version of himself says, "You know, basically, fuck you, old man." Yeah, I don't, I don't have to be you yeah, when I get old. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the love of a woman changed him. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, Jason Reitman recently was sort of he was um, he wrote this little article about the fact that we undervalue writing in science fiction films, and he was talking about the fact that science fiction films almost never get best screenplay nods nominations. Um, and he was talking about how smart that screenplay is. And it's that stuff right there. This whole idea that um, the premise of that movie is what if, you know, young you and old you was sitting at, at, a, at a table, you know, in a diner. What would you tell each other? Um, and that's the, the whole idea. And, yes, there's an action movie wrapped around it. Um, but the, the idea that those two people are going to come face to face with each other and absolutely want to kill each other is great. And, you know, too, there's a great character moment with Bruce Willis, too, that I think people forget about. Where he's in, you know, the past and uh, his younger self is doing different things. And he real uh, there's a part where he's hiding and he realizes that he still has that possession that he got from his wife. Yeah. And he's like, it's still going to happen. I still meet her. I still meet her. I still meet her. Yeah. And his whole sole purpose is to basically fix her death in yeah. the movie. Um, and all of this is without talking about Sid and mm-hmm. how great the actor who plays Sid is mm. and, and how fucking awesome those action sequences that he is involved in are um yeah and how heartbreaking is it when bruce willis's version of the character has to go slay kids oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. bruce willis is <laughs> killing kids man that's right like, man. Oh. there's and a part of me you know that he doesn't want to do it but it's like and because especially the first saving time, his wife is too important to him the first time you see the movie you're kind of on bruce willis's side mm-hmm. um because the young version of him is such an asshole and and we we think we know a lot about the future and why he's back in the past and tr- we, you know who he's trying to stop um so that that moment where it's like okay he's trying to save the future and save himself and all of this stuff uh and kill bad people but he's also killing kids as he does it and it's crazy mm. um yeah Whew. man that's a good movie hmm. it is thank you Stay tuned Number for nine. it to be later on both our lists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it again. We'll gloss over it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. James, what's your number nine? My number nine, speaking of cutting the legs out of you guys, my number nine is Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> this life is not an easy one. I've made enemies. 
powerful enemies. I've put those I love in danger. But the one thing that has haunted me my entire life is finding the truth about my parents. You're a wanted man, Peter Parker. I don't believe what the police are saying, do you? My dad has 500 officers looking for you. 500? That seems a bit excessive. Whoa! You know, if you're gonna steal cars, don't dress like a car thief. You found my weakness. It's small knives. Who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Parker. What did your father do, Peter? Well, I never really knew my father. My parents left when I was very young. Peter, someday you'll understand. Did you tell the boy about his father? Dr. Cutters, I'm Richard Parker's son. If you want the truth about your parents, Peter, come and get it. Ready to play God? There's been a biological attack on New York City. Peter, secrets have a cost. I gotta stop him. Do you think what happened to you, Peter, was an accident? Do you have any idea what you really are? I am so sorry. No, you're not. You're like, I'm going to piss Ryan off. <laughs> no, I really, I really, this is, but you honestly, know what? That it's on your lands. list is good yeah. enough for me. No, because that's the thing. Some of the, some of the superhero movies this year ended up getting cut. Um, and it was simply because there was some really good stuff this year. And I didn't want to just have like all of the best selling stuff on, you know, on the top of my list just because like, well, the action's really cool. But, um, anyway, amazing Spider-Man, I watched it again and immediately realized, yes, this is great. Yeah, um, I it's maybe it's the most character-driven Spider-Man movie I think they've made. Honestly, oh, um, I mean, he doesn't put on the suit. I think until an hour into the movie, and even when he's in the when he's in the suit, he feels more like a character than a superhero. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, yeah, because it really it's a Peter Parker Spider-Man, not a, a superhero Spider-Man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, it's a, uh, it's so good. There is so um, many moments in that movie that I just love. Um, yeah. it, it, you'll see it's later on my list too. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And I mean, just not coming from a fanboy. I mean, of course I give it breaks because I am a fanboy of right. Spider-Man, but there's also, I, I think how Andrew Garfield played Peter Parker was so different than how Tobey Maguire did. And I love that Toby Peter Parker. I really do. He played a more kind of a, a quiet nerd where um, I think now it makes more sense for Peter Parker because he's a nerd you know, he might be a little more outgoing. He might be a little more cool in his own way, yeah. And not so much as um, well, I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't think it was ever supposed to be an interpretation of that character that he didn't have any friends ever. Yeah, and that, like you know, um, 
Because that's really not how nerds are. I but was one. Yeah, did you did you watch it on Blu-ray? Oh, yeah. Isn't it it's, beautiful? <laughs> yeah, it is really beautiful. I mean, those scenes like at night when he's swinging, is, oh my gosh, it's stunning. I, I think part of why it is as low as it is on my list is mostly just because since they are retelling some of the story that we've heard, they're retelling the origin and all that, it means that the the villain arc, I think, is maybe one of the weakest parts of the movie. I agree. Um but did you watch the deleted scenes too? I don't think they should. I haven't watched all of them yet. No. I don't think they should have taken them out where you know Connor's kind of bonds with Peter yeah. a little bit more, and yeah. um, so it creates even, more of a father figure. Even, even then, the, the whole um, the whole climax of the film, I feel like, is a lot of sort of superhero kind of movie mm-hmm. weight to it. Of like, oh, he's going to make everybody giant lizard people, which is you know, um, has very little payoff. Yeah, well, and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, is that really any better than like, well, Bane's gonna blow up the whole town? Like, n- no, they're mm. they're on the same level, really. Um, but I think it makes for um, action that's not necessarily as good as it could have been if it were being treated as like we, it's really just Superman and then this villain arc, and he has to have he has all these big action set pieces in it. Um, so I think that's where it loses, uh, you know, some points for me is just that the action is not as awesome as it could be in a sequel. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's them too learning the ropes because they took yeah. a director who's never done big action pieces like that. Yeah, um, but I do love Dennis Leary as Captain Stacy in it. I think his um, his redemption is really cool. Well, I guess not. I guess redemption in Peter's eyes, where he always thought of Spider Man as a menace, and he goes out trying to save Spider Man. Yeah, which adds weight to the Gwen Stacy story at yeah. the end. I, I I loved the movie. I, I really did. I love the movie. I just love all the movies above it more. <laughs> And that's okay, too. Ryan, what's your number eight? Mine. Down to round eight. Yeah. <laughs> number eight. Oh, my gosh. You guys are going to make fun of me for this one, too. <laughs> Just kidding. My number eight is Wreck-It Ralph. Nice. My name's Wreck-It Ralph. I'm going to wreck it. 30 years I've been doing this. I can fix it. It's hard to love your job when no one else seems to like you for doing it. You're just the bad guy who wrecks the building. I'm okay. I'm okay. If I'm really honest with myself, it sure must be nice being the good guy. Ralph, you are a bad guy. But this does not mean you're a bad guy. I don't want to be the bad guy anymore. Ralph abandoned his game. Welcome to Game Central Station. Bad guy coming. Everything changes now. Where's Ralph? Oh, sorry, Cubert. It's me, Ralph. Ralph's gone to hero's duty? Fear is a four-letter word, ladies. You want to go pee-pee in your big boy slacks? Keep it to yourself. Hi, mister. You're not from here, are you? Sugar Rush? You're game jumping? Hey! Aha! You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? Aha! You hit a guy with glasses. That's... that's... Well played. Without Ralph, we're doomed. They're gonna pull our plug. What's that? A medal. I earned it in Hero's Duty. <laughs> Not that kind of duty. I bet you really gotta watch where you step in a game called Hero's Duty. <laughs> Some nights I stay up casting in my bed. We can't change who we are. You can't mess with the program, Ralph. <laughs> Some nights I'll be Everyone here says I'm just a mistake. You ready for this? Not leaving you here alone. Well, let's close out with the bad guy affirmation. I am bad. And that's good. 
I will never be good. No, 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 no. And that's, that's not bad. bad. Hold that thought. There's no one I'd rather be than me. Why do I fix everything I touch? It's make your mama's proud time. I love my mama. The cops! Hold still! Ow! Take that! What are you doing? One game at a time, Ralph. I'm not going to make fun of you for Wreck-It Ralph. No, I uh-huh. loved this movie. I thought it was so cute and so charming. Um, being a video game person, I loved all the winks to video game people. Yeah. Uh, it, it was just well done. I thought it was beautiful. I think it was one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. Um, and it ha- hands off to Disney because usually... The Pixar movies are the ones that get all the kudos, and I thought it was a more beautiful movie than Brave. Uh, um, I would agree. They, yeah. You know, because each world kind of had its own thing. I when he was in the alien world with Jane Lynch's character, it had a different color palette and stuff like that. And then we went to Sugar Rush, was that candy coated stuff? The soundtrack, which you mentioned in your thing, <laughs> really good. really, and it surprised me because I went back and, and checked it out, and it like as I was listening to it, suddenly it was flying up the list of best soundtracks of the year because it's really good. And they it, did some awesome stuff in that score. And again, it's taking. Sometimes I think the biggest problem with DreamWorks animation is they take big actors and give them voiceover roles. Yeah. Um, in this movie, it actually worked to their benefit because I think John C. Riley was really good. Jack McBriar was really good. Well, and they're not all like they're not they're not your Tom Cruise kinds of yeah. actors. They're you know like um, uh, I guess character actors. They're uh, all character actors. Um, yeah. What's her name? Sarah. Uh, no, not Sarah. Sarah Silverman. So Sarah Silverman. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, She's not huge, but she's one of those actors that, yeah, she can do that kind of voice actor stuff. Um, and, you know, it has great things. You know, to get into the vault for the king of Sugar Rush is a Konami code, you know, up, up, yeah. down, down, mm. left, right, left, right. Um, mm. Stuff like that is just classic. And yeah. um, and behind all the video game wings is a really cute story. And, you know, when Ralph is uh, being tossed off the bridge and he saves uh, Vanellope and he sees her winning and he starts to cry, I'm like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, um, I think the um, and I didn't talk about this in the episode where we reviewed it because I forgot to. Uh, the reason why it's not on my list, uh, but the reason why I'm excited for them to make a sequel to it is because what I realized is that about a third of the way into the movie, once they get into Sugar Rush, mm-hmm. it's it really stops being a video game movie and starts being a Candyland movie. If that makes sense, like sure. everything yeah. just becomes my least favorite part theme. is how much time they spend in that candy world. Yeah, exactly. Because because all of the like video game theme stuff that they're playing with earlier is so much fun. Yeah, where we get all that nostalgia from that. Then when they sort of get stuck in Candyland, um, that that detracts from that that theme of the sure. film for me. But it is it is it's great. Um, and I feel like it has a good twist. Like I didn't see, I can't believe I didn't yeah, see it coming. Oh Agreed. yeah, me too. They totally had me with that. Yeah. Oh man. Um, and one of the best monsters, well, like one of the creepiest monsters from the year too, because when he turns into like that big version of him, dude, mm. where he gets infected with the bugs. Who's, who's the king's voice too? It's uh, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, it's oh, Alan Tudyk. Right. And yes. You don't even recognize. He's basically him. doing an Ed Wynn impression, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, until he goes evil, and then it's then you can hear a bit more of the Alan Tudyk. Um, but it's well done. Uh, you should check it out. It comes out on Blu-ray pretty soon, I think. Yeah, um, in the next couple of weeks, I believe. So, yeah, it's it's one of my favorite movies of the year. I think I mentioned that in the podcast. Yeah. That it was mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies of the year. Because I just like, I like, I love animation movies, and I love ones that make me have a good time in them. Yeah. Um, well, and you, <laughs> you're a little bit older than I am, and so a lot of those, those videos. Well, and I, uh, I was always a PC gamer stuff, so all that nostalgia stuff plays to you way more than it does to me. Yeah. Like, I appreciate it, but it doesn't hit me in my heart. The way that it does you, so that's so cool. hopefully for the sequel we have a little more Mario in it. 
<laughs> there was no Mario in this one. Yeah. You got Bowser. Yeah, yeah Bowser yeah. wasn't and he was great. You know what's funny though is how much there was Sonic the Hedgehog in the like promotional stuff mm-hmm. where he was on the posters. Hardly in that movie. Yeah. He's in the background. And, the, and there was a fatality in it, so there's yeah. two Mortal Kombat guys in it. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Cool choice. Cool. So Brad, you're number eight. Brad's number eight. Dun 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 is <laughs> twenty one jump street. Yeah. <laughs> Not so slim shady. What's up, dude? I haven't seen you since high school. Hey! Titty twister! Stop! Stop! You good at this, huh? Yeah. Test results, gentlemen. Such a fool. You're really good at this. Yeah. Hey, you wanna be friends? Yeah, dude. You're ready for a lifetime of being badasses. Oh, I am. I thought this job would have more car chases than explosions. You're dead. Yours isn't loaded, right? Nah, that's no fun. What's up, Chief? Got our first bust. I got him! Yes! Yes! You forgot to read him his Miranda rights. Do you even know the Miranda rights? <laughs> Look, it obviously starts with, do you have the right to remain an attorney? Did you say you have the right to be an attorney? You do have the right to be an attorney if you want to. We're reviving a canceled undercover program from the 80s. Where did we report to? Down on Jump Street. 21 Jump Street. You are here because you some Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus looking mothers. You will be going in as undercover high school students. You have exceptional muscle tone there, young man. When'd you go through puberty? Like it's seven or something? There's a new synthetic drug at Sagan High. The mission is find a supplier. I think the dealers are the popular kids. We should start a party. That would be the quickest way to get in with them. Come on, let's go. Don't give nobody no drugs, no alcohol. I promise you we'll be super professional. All I do is party. Take it here so I know you're cool. Have fun. Are you guys on drugs? I don't like that. Put your tongue back in your mouth. A lot of things that made me wonder about you. Your taste in music. The fact that you look like a 40-year-old man. Let me check out your chest. Check out your test. After what you pulled yesterday. There's no way you could be cops, right? Will you go to prom with me? That was crazy! Oh, when did I get stabbed? That's awesome! Yeah! Why do you always jump across the car like that? Because it looks cool. You try. You okay? I think I crapped my pants. Maybe one of the funniest movies of the year. This yeah. is like the first movie of the year that like resonated with me. Like not res- like <laughs> I no, had I the same experience, but it was like I've enjoyed going to the movies finally for like for yeah. the first time in the year. Big, yeah, what was it come out in January or March? I don't remember. No, 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 I think it was like March. It wasn't that early, it but it was February. Early. Oh, it was, it was Valentine's Day, right? Oh, that was it. February fourteenth. Wow. It's think. right Maybe. around there. It's yeah. like it's yeah. like mid late February. February twelfth. You don't something. expect a movie that good to come out that early. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're you're watching it and you. And it's it a movie based funny. on a TV show, which mm-hmm. usually is terrible. But, yeah. the, but they they play that up. The magic is that they accepted the fact that we know these are terrible, so let's just do funny stuff. Exactly. And, yeah. Because a lot of the dialogue too was, yeah, this is a stupid idea, but we're going to do it anyways. Like, I, I've said it before, but uh, what's Franco's first name? Dan Franco, his brother. Oh, oh. Um, yeah. Fuck. Anyways, the other Franco kid, <laughs> when he uh, he wants them to, you know kill the, uh, shoot up the the prom with or be his backup at the prom 
And he's basically telling him that it's so stupid that these guys are there and they're totally police officers and they look 40, Dave Franco. Um, and uh, <laughs> and he's basically saying how stupid it is, but he still believes them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's basically telling you that, yeah, this is totally dumb. And if you if kids actually bought this, they're stupid. Um, I, yeah, the movie is really funny. And it's one of those that, like, usually a lot of times the the movies early in the year, especially the comedies, they come out and you have so much fun with them, but by the end of the year you've you've forgotten about them and you put them too low on your list. But all year we've been talking yeah. about 21 Jump Street. And I haven't seen it since the theater, and so it's like it stuck with me that much. Like, Oh, yeah. Like it was just relentlessly funny. Wow. Like, joke after joke. It was just, we were laughing. I, mean, I just recently off. got it on Blu-ray, and I watched it again. I could not stop fucking laughing at that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched it again days after my mom watched the last couple <laughs> scenes of that movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. My dick! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listening to my mom shout... Uh, he shot my dick off in the middle of the kitchen. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that they also managed to get cameos from the original 21 Jump Street people. Uh, like, and he gives it another level. So yeah, well. and hide it so like, well. No one saw that because, coming. Yeah. Because, yeah, Johnny Depp is in that movie a lot, but you don't yeah. recognize until he takes off all the prosthetics. And I read an interview with him, and he said he'd only do the movie if he died violently in it. So <laughs> that's why he dies violently in that movie. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so, hell yeah. Great they should, choice. They should bring him back for the sequel. Yeah. They should. The zombified version of <laughs> Johnny Depp's character. And there's also like a good like friendship story in it too. There is. Like keep forgetting about that. Like no, it yeah. actually has a good emotional core to it. So Well and smart. The way that they flip those two characters yeah. is really cool. Um Man, yeah, that's a smart movie. Yeah, because you you realize that it is cool to be a nerd now and mm-hmm. you know it's not cool to be the chalk <laughs> and um <laughs> You know, the first time they meet, you know, Channing Tatum's character, he says, what, does I get like 10 miles a gallon? Nah, bro, eight. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the coolest thing ever. And then he says, just punch some random guy. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you just punch some guy. Well, you punch me because I'm gay? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, his guitar playing, his one song about Mother Earth. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Fuck, uh, mom, I look like a, he died in a car accident. <laughs> Uh, oh man, she watched so the yeah. movie. Yeah, she watched it. It's great. I know. I um, f- even though I love it so much, I'm still waiting for it to be cheaper on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't you know why? Uh, no, no, I got it for free. Yeah, I know you did. I bought the artist. And I got he, that for he free. He tried to do that, but the Best Buy doesn't have. I know. Twenty-one Jump Street. I've been anymore. turned away at every opportunity, but <laughs> Best Buy hates you. Yep. James, what's your number eight? My number eight is is a, a weird one. It's definitely not on either of your list because you, neither of you saw them. It's something of a ringer, and you're going to go, oh, man, he loved it that much. But, yeah, it has stuck with me since I saw it a couple weeks ago. Um, my number eight is Hitchcock. All of us harbor dark recesses of violence and horror. I'm just a man hiding in the corner with a camera, watching... Mr. Hitchcock, you're the most famous director in the history of the medium, but you're 60 years old. Shouldn't you just quit while you're ahead? This is murder. I'm getting blisters just watching you. He's going out of his mind looking for his next project. I need something fresh, something different. It was the knife that, a moment later, cut off her scream and her head. Charming. Doris Day should do it as a musical. Good afternoon. This book, Psycho, is fiendishly entertaining. Is this really going to be your next picture? Yes, madam. By the way, try the finger sandwiches. They're real fingers. 
No one respects the name Hitchcock more than Paramount. But even a talented man sometimes backs the wrong horse. This is Mr. Hitchcock's next film. Fine. If you can get the money. Who do I make it out to? Well, are we going to have to sell the whole house or just the pool? You are intrigued, aren't you? Getting off your leading lady halfway through the movie. How are you going to shoot this shower scene? It's only that, well, from here up, I'm not exactly boyish. You shouldn't wait till halfway through. Kill her off after 30 minutes. Wow. Why are you letting him do something so tasteless? Don't upset yourself, darling. It's only a bloody movie. More anger! More! <laughs> married to a man obsessed by murder. This will not be released in this country. Show me some damn footage now! I'm under extraordinary pressures on this picture, and the least you can do is give me your full support. We've mortgaged our house! I am your wife. I celebrate with you when the reviews are good, I cry for you when they are bad, and I put up with those people who look through me as if I were invisible, because all they can see is the great and glorious genius Alfred Hitchcock. promised mother I wouldn't tell. Oh, you imp, you've got nudity in there. Well, her breasts were rather large. It was a challenge not to show them. Wow, a recent yeah. one. Re- yeah. Very recent. Um, I because even tonight when we were at Les Mis, when I was getting bored, I would I was getting distracted and thinking back on Hitchcock, and I was like thinking like, oh, what would Hitch- Hitchcock would call this movie Stillborn? That's what Les Mis is. <laughs> um, I I really loved this movie and especially wow. how how intelligently it turns itself into this sort of while still being this drama about their uh marriage and the, their relationship turns itself into sort of this um uh, you know kind of Hitchcockian tense movie where there's all this intrigue is so cool I had so much fun watching this movie um Interesting. and you know I've heard that like okay not everything about it is true I don't care uh, I don't look at it as history um, I look at it as just a really good story, and uh, and the performances are great. Helen Mirren knocks it out of the park. She's one of my favorite actresses of this year. Um, so it's one of those, you just check this movie out. Uh, I'm excited to hear what you guys think about it when you finally see it, because you might be like, oh, this is boring, but it's not. It's not boring at all. Yeah, I, I actually almost went to see it yesterday. So oh, I might go see it tomorrow now. Dude. There's um, only two showings of it at the theater near me, so <laughs> yeah. So it's and that's the other thing is it's one of those little ones that's going to go quick. So uh, if you do want to see it in theaters, that's cool. I love I love being surprised. I wish yeah. I could comment on it more, but yeah. I know yeah. not having seen it. And eventually you'll see it and hate it and be like, "What the fuck was James thinking? <laughs> what a waste of money! What an asshole!" Skyfall's not on his his list, but he's got this shit on there. What a jerk! Seriously, Ryan, we're down to number seven. Yeah, we Ooh, are. They're quick. My number seven is a recent one. Oh. It's Django Unchained. The D is silent, bitch. Do you know what a bounty hunter is? You kill people. And they give you a reward? Better they are bigger the reward. I'm looking for the Brittle Brothers. However, I don't know what they look like, but you do. (laughs) I called my wife. They sold him. But I don't know who to. Calvin Candy. That's the repellent gentleman who wants her. Boomhilda is my property. And I can choose to do with my property whatever I so desire. Help me find the Riddle Brothers, and I'll take you to rescue your wife. Let's get to it. 
My name is Dr. King Schultz. This is my valet, Django. Come on over. We got us a fight going on that's a good bit of fun. Where'd you dig him up? A yeah, fortuitous turn of events brought Django and myself together. Move it. Well, I've heard tell about you. You got me curious. I'm curious what makes you so curious. Something up with these two. Them old boys done rode a lot of miles, went to a lot of trouble just to get that gal. Hey, little troublemaker. You silver-tongued devil, you. They playing your ass for a fool. I spent my whole life surrounded by black faces. I only had one question. Why don't they just rise up and, and kill the whites? <laughs> Who knows what could happen? Y'all ain't gonna make it out alive. Anyone bring any extra bags? No, nobody brought an extra bag. I'm just asking. In my world, you gotta get dirty. So that's what I'm doing. I'm getting dirty. What's your name? Django. D-J-A-N-G-O. The D is silent. Adult supervision is required. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of talking about this one. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time we've talked about it. It is the first yeah. time we talked about it. Uh, this movie's totally fucking badass. Yeah, it totally is badass. Someone uh, asked me, how was it? And the first thing I said, this movie is totally badass. <laughs> it, it is totally badass. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's It has a lot of Quinn Tarantino things in it. Um, it has lots of fun. It also takes some serious um, slave issues and oh, yeah. kind of doesn't skirt around it. You know, it doesn't make, oh, you know, there's happy slavery here, you know, like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. And, yeah. Um, it, it makes it real, and, um, but it's also classic Tarantino where it's a revenge flick. It's, you know, and what was shocking to me watching it is the Brill brothers die really early in it. Yeah. I know, like the trailer sells the movie about, I thought it was going to be the whole movie they're searching to, for the Brill brothers, but nope. yeah. yeah, something totally different. Totally different. And I mean, it becomes his quest for his, you know, his wife and Christoph Waltz is, um, Dr. King Schultz is so good. Um, well, oh like yeah, how, those how... early sequences with when when they're first meeting, like the scene in the town when he kills the sheriff. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that is some of the most fun. Like just dialed, like that character is so much fun right then. Um, and the movie also creates like tension through throughout the whole thing. And also, not once was I ever like bored or I know what's going to happen next. And that's what's great about like having seen Pulp Fiction earlier this year. Like obviously I've seen that movie before, but I've never. I, I noticed, like, watching his movies, even even if I've seen it before, like, there's still something about him. I'm still able to go, like, what's what's coming up? Like, how is this going to resolve yeah. itself? And that early first scene where she's the sheriff, and, like, and the whole town's, like, got his, uh, you know, got their guns on him. Like, how can you possibly get out of this situation? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's something you'd never think of. Yeah. Yeah. And even um, we, my favorite actor from the year is literally Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie. He is so sinister in that one scene. He's sinister, but he's he tries to be he has that southern charm to him. Yeah. Um and you know his name's Calvin Candy, so he has kind of even like a he's like supposed a to cute be sweet. name. Yeah. Um but he has that monologue where he's uh 
where Samuel Jackson, who has to be the worst villain of the year, um, <laughs> yeah, tells him that they're there for Broom Hilda, and he comes back in and he has the skull of his father's favorite slave, and he has this long monologue about how submissive black people are, and oh yeah. my gosh, and he's just on fire in that scene, and you you I get creeped out by him. And you th- you think he's going to snap, but then his whole deal is well now you you well spoilers now you're going to have to pay me twelve thousand dollars for Broomhilda yeah um, which you know they happily do but then it turns into a super shootout and uh, the soundtrack was cool in it um, mm-hmm. yeah I just really liked the movie I it's thought it was awesome really funny like that whole uh, uh, the he- uh, head sack scene where they're oh, all yeah. riding out and they'll have the oh yeah. <laughs> Which is so like it's it's very much like a blazing saddle skit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's almost out of place. It, it's so weird. It's like but it's a so serious funny moment. All of a sudden, it turns and they're all yeah. just talking about their the sheets on their head for like yeah. ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know Don Johnson's character is really good in that. Uh, yeah, his, where he asks you know the slave girl to take Django around town uh, around the property, and so he asks her. She asks how to treat him. And he says, you know, like you treat anybody else. And she says, like a white man, big daddy. Whoa. <laughs> like <Yeah>. that. <laughs> uh, it just, but essentially like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, so it's really good. I really enjoyed it. So I hate to do this because now it's going to seem like every time Ryan picks a movie, I'm going to hate on it. Um, but Dick. I actually think that once I see, I, I don't want to say this too early because I've only seen it once. I think this is going to be one of my least favorite Quentin Tarantino movies. Um, I, I love the first half of this movie. Uh, and least favorite Quentin Tarantino movie is not a bad thing. You know, I still like Kill Bill 1, but it's my least favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, but uh, I think that this movie shows a lack of restraint on his sort of wild side that that bugged me. Um, I I don't... I think his, his choice in music in this one is weird and doesn't really reflect the scene all the time. And the the end of the movie, the whole last sequence where they... Uh, well, I don't want to talk to uh, a lot of people listening to this probably haven't seen it, but um, at the end there's a shootout and then some stuff happens and he gets sent somewhere else and then comes back to where the shootout was. Um, that whole diversion uh, plus the people that he meets and the bad actors that are there with them is one was Michael uh, Parks. Michael <laughs> Parks is great. <laughs> and one was Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino is not great. <laughs> yeah. Um and he that blows th- that whole thing, <laughs> but it's 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 funny, but it just seems long winded. It seems like a younger Quentin would have would have seen that and gone, okay, I need to make this more concise. And uh, plus, I don't believe for a second that after all the work to, that Django has done to get there, that he let Broomhilda out of his sight long enough for her to get captured again. Like, no, she should have been right behind him, and there should have just been a badass shootout scene there, uh, and then end the film there. Like, I just well, that no, whole they diversion. got separated in the shootout. Yeah, I, I don't I don't believe that and I didn't actually feel like I saw that happen. I'm just saying that that made it feel really long-winded for me and that's why it's not on my list. I only want to bring it up because we haven't talked about the movie yet on the <laughs> podcast. So um, yeah, no, I'm going to disagree with you because it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It is badass. And that first half is great. Brad, right what's your... Brad, what's seven? your number seven? On to Brad's number seven. My number seven is Skyfall. Yeah. All right. I'm glad you got that on there. It's gone. You both know what's at stake here. There isn't much road left. Take the bloody shot. 
man I met. Three months ago, you lost the drive containing the identity of every agent embedded in terrorist organizations across the globe. 007 reporting for duty. Where the hell have you been? Enjoying death. I only have one question. Why not stay dead? There's no shame in saying you've lost a step. They weren't targeting her. They wanted her to see it. Welcome to the new MI6. I'm your quartermaster. You must be joking. Also PPKS man millimeter short. It's been coded to your palm print, so only you can fire it. Less of a random killing machine, more of a personal statement. Q. 007. I want to meet your employer. How much do you know about fear? All there is. Or not like this. Not like him. Just look at you. Chasing spies. England. MI6. She sent you after me, know when you're not ready, know when you would likely die. Mommy was very bad. The two survivors, this is what she made us. Everybody needs a hobby. So what's yours? Resurrection. Why? Because you didn't? <laughs> uh, I, I didn't put it on my list. But again, there's so many movies that I wanted to put on my list. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. But I mean, just it was so close, but it, it didn't make it. Uh, Brad, why did you put it on your list? Uh, just because it's, uh, you know, obviously Quantum of Solace was left a lot to be desired. And yeah, um, this, uh, it was just a good Bond movie. And like Javier Bardem's character is like a very interesting villain for someone who's not trying to blow up the world. Right. Um, well, he's trying to blow up digitally, but through yeah. like microterrorism. But yeah, but um, yeah, but his attacks are way more personal. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. It's a yeah, it's a personal like usually yeah, it's a Bond saving the world, but it's more this one's more like just trying to save M. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, throughout the whole movie, and uh, it's yeah, really creative. Like obviously setting up uh, Bardem's entrance with that just hanging on that one long shot as he tells his mm-hmm. monologue oh, and walking up man, like. That's good. Any other, like most, you know, action movies, they say like you gotta, you gotta cut this up. You're gonna lose the audience. They're gonna be bored. But you know, the acting is so good, and like he can trust that we're captivated by what he's doing. And uh, you know, the intro uh, to the movie is this huge action piece, yeah. which is completely ridiculous and like overblown. But it's like a good way to hook you into the movie. Um, uh, gosh, the credit sequence was awesome. The t- the credits at the beginning. Yeah, the credits are beautiful. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. the way the way they work breaking all of the old Bond tropes, yeah. like the naked ladies in the credits, mm-hmm. is so awesome. And speaking Not of that, like the way ladies. the movie works its way back into like the Sean Connery uh, Bonds with yeah. all the uh, that same it brings back all those. Yeah, the same office and more of the characters. We like we get Q and Money Painting back, but they're yeah. you know not necessarily clones of those people. No. You know and. Uh, 
also that whole sequence where he's stalking the guy in uh, Hong Kong, I think it was. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. Oh, it's yeah. gorgeous. And it's all the glasses turning so they can't see each other. Like, it's really creative. And Yeah. Yeah, the movie's incredibly well done. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know... So much so I saw it twice in the theater. Nice. <laughs> so... But yeah, no, great choice. And it's cool to see James Bond. I think he's one of the, it's one of those movies I think you need to see every couple of years because it's just the gadgets are cool. Um, I think he's a cool hero. Um, so yeah. And I, I think that movie is even more impressive to me because they worked all that stuff in. And like I said, when we reviewed it, I was always afraid they'd work that stuff back in and it would take away from my enjoyment of movies like Casino Royale, mm-hmm. um, which had made things much more realistic and modern. Um, but they worked it in, in a way where I was like, yeah, yeah, no, you can make your weird punny jokes again and it's fine and you can get gadgets back in there and it'll be fine. It won't take as long as you're still working at this caliber of, of writing and directing. Um because it's that's yeah, a great movie, and it kind of gave James Bond an origin story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know his Skyfall is where he lived. Yeah, and it's it's ah, and the action sequence there is awesome. Yeah, I was about to say like I, whole... I totally forgot to mention how haunting that fiery landscape is. Yeah, and, uh, and, ah. and how kind of the dialogue in that scene is just like, do you know how ridiculous this is? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. all this action stuff, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Like, yeah, yeah. That's a great movie, and when yeah, because when you first heard the title Skyfall, you're like, what the fuck is Skyfall? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And th- how they I thought it related really to cool. like everything just comes crashing down. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. But, everyone's world, but it's more just you know Bond's origin. <laughs> yeah, it's just more. It's just the name of the farm he grew up on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, which yeah. is better than Quantum of Solace. Yes, James, what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven is a movie that was not on my list. Until I saw it a second time and I had so much more fun with it. My number seven is The Hobbit. Far to the east, over ranges and rivers, lies a single, solitary peak. The dwarves are determined to reclaim their homeland. I like visitors as much as the next hobbit. But I do like to know them before they come. Visiting. Mr. Baggins? At your service. Hmm? I'm surrounded by dwarves. What are they doing here? Oh, they're quite a merry gathering. So, this is the Hobbit. You asked me to find the 14th member of this company, and I have chosen Mr. Baggins. Me? No, 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 no. Hobbits can pass unseen by most if they choose, which gives us a distinct advantage. We will seize this chance to take back Erebor. Here, Mr. Bilbo, where are you off to? I'm going on an Mithrandir, why the halfling? Why Bilbo Baggins? Perhaps it is because I'm afraid. And it gives me courage. So this is your purpose? To enter the mountain? What of it? There are some who would not deem it wise. A dark power has found a way back into the world. Why don't we have a game of riddles? And if it loses, what then? If it loses, precious, then we eat it. If Baggins loses, we eat it whole. Fair enough. I will take each and every one of these dwarves over the mightiest army. Loyalty, honor, 
a willing heart. I can ask no more than that. Home is now behind you. The world is ahead. Well, that could have been worse. I guess I should have said The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I uh, didn't seem to like, it didn't sound like you liked it that much when we did the show. So enlighten us. Right. Well, part of it is that I think the first time I watched it, all of the questions about, you know, how are they going to split this up? And, you know, are they going to be able to pull off, you know, the, the same level of Lord of the Rings quality and all of that? Um, I don't think it ever really let me go. And the whole movie, I was always analyzing everything and thinking, oh, why are they spending time on this? And, you know, Radagast shows up and it, it really felt like, you know, oh, this is a waste of time. This isn't going to pay off in this film. And all of that stuff really weighed on me that first viewing. And then I went and saw it with my folks again. And because I knew, like, okay, this is where they're going to split it. And this is, you know, early on they're going to do all of this. But we're going to move on. And there's going to be there's going to be some really fun action mm-hmm. later. And so even though it's slow now, it's fine. Honestly, it was so freeing and I had so much fun the second time because it meant that when the dwarves were singing early on, I was actually just listening to it and being like, oh, yeah, these I like these characters. OK, cool. Um, did you see it in 48 frames again? I did see it in in the, in the high frame rate uh, 3D again. Um, it didn't bug me at all the second time. Hmm. Um, it uh, And it didn't. I saw it with my folks. It didn't. They hardly even noticed anything. They were like, it just looked like really crisp 3D. Um, so it didn't bother them. Didn't bother my brother. I had a headache um, like the whole next day because of it. Really? Yeah. Oh man. I I it didn't it didn't bother me mm. at all. Um, the, uh, the I still think that the 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 storm fight you know with the storm giants is unnecessary and should be cut. But n- honestly, now I feel like that's the only thing where I watch that movie and go, yeah, that's not good. Um, because like even the I Radagast, just think it's so it, incoherent that part. But yeah, I mean, I, I do want to well, see it again. And it's just unnecessary. Um, I want to see it again because I mean, I I, I did enjoy it, but I, I don't know. Um, I I guess yeah, I should just see it again. I mean, there's some parts in it that are stunning. I think the Goblin King. I think his CG is incredible. Yeah. Um. um and, and I I also realized that the the sequences that the first time felt really long and like oh why are we doing like the thing in radagast cave when the or radagast house when the spiders are coming in mm-hmm. it, it was like n- it was like nothing in this movie like the second time i saw it i was like oh yeah we moved through and it was actually kind of fun um because hmm. i knew where it was going and i knew what was going to happen so it wasn't this constant question of like where is this going and why are we doing this it was like oh okay, you know it's okay um and i you know maybe that's wrong maybe the first time you watch a movie should be the only time the way that you judge it uh, but especially mm-hmm. in, a, in a case like this where it's it's part of a bigger story that we don't have all of yet, um, I I I really I really loved it, and I'm glad that I did because, like I said, it was not on my list. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. So now you got me. Int- I want to see it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and also, by the end of the second viewing, I could I could name all of the dwarves if you showed me their picture. Wow, I know. I can't even tell them apart when they talk to them face to face. So I have to, I always wonder though, cause you know, that's going to come out on Blu-ray and you know, of course I'll get it, but are they going to release extended editions of those since they're making it into three movies? I don't think they've said anything about it yet. So I don't know. Even if, if they are, I don't think there will be a lot of stuff added to this one. 
Yeah, as I say, I don't know how you can add another 40 minutes to the movie. Because I, I think that out of all of them, this is probably the one where in order to make it its length, they had to add stuff. Because I think that knowing where we where they ended it, that's probably where it always ended. So, so only a year to wait for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Now I need to see that again. I will say that uh, Martin Freeman as Bilbo is really good. Oh, mm-hmm. He's great. He's great. Yeah, definitely. Because he and has then, lots of fun with it and... And earlier in the year, Brad had talked about hoping that the the Gollum CG is better. I think this Gollum CG is oh yeah, yeah. awesome, man. Uh, it's going to be disturbing to go back and watch Lord of the Rings again and go like, "Ooh, this doesn't look." I watched Elbow it. Doesn't I, move actually, right. I looked. I looked <laughs> yeah. at. I watched Lord of the Rings recently. Yeah, I still think he looks pretty good. Oh, I do. But There's I, some I just, parts that it's not quite as good. But now, now that I think I've seen the best model of that character, it might go back. I might go back and go like, "Ooh, yeah." He looks weird. a little more uh, fleshy in the yeah. Hobbit. Oh I yeah, guess, I guess for lack of a better word. And the way yeah. his eyes are used in the mm-hmm. Hobbit is so chilling, man. Cool. Oh, yeah. Ryan, we're moving on to six now. My number six we've already talked about because Brad loves stealing people thunder. Uh, my number six was Looper mm. for them. Uh, Good choice. So, I uh, yeah, again, I love this movie. Not much we can say about it. We've already talked about it. Yeah. Um, you see Piper Pierboo's boobies. Yeah. It's got a good score. It does. Ryan Wilson's first movie, Bricks, pretty interesting, too, if you haven't yeah. seen that one. Brothers Bloom is a great film. Mm. <laughs> right? Brad, Brad, what's your Sorry. six? Brad, what's your six? My number six, guys, is... I really should just have these lined up. <laughs> We've already talked about it. It's Django Unchained. Nice. Oh, so. very nice. Is there anything you want to add to it? Did we cover it all? Uh, we covered a lot of it, yeah. Do I already talked to, about all the cool parts. Do you want me to poop on it because I'm an asshole? No. Okay, I won't do it. But you are an asshole. You know <laughs> what? Um, my wife spent a lot of time making 30 masks for y'all. And <laughs> this is the kind of respect I get. I'm just uh, going to get out of here. I'm go, I'm, fuck you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. James, what's your number six? My number six is another movie that I had to rewatch this week. My number six is The Beasts of the Southern Wild. Depends on everything fitting together just right. Have one piece bust, even the smallest piece, the entire universe would get busted. This here is an aurochs, a fierce creature. Stars coming! Stars coming! Y'all better learn how to survive. I'm your daddy, and it's just my job to take care of you, okay? And it all goes quiet behind my eyes. I see everything that made me. Flying around in invisible pieces. I see that I'm a little piece of a big, big universe. You're gonna be the king of bad time. I promise that. In a million years, when kids go to school, they're gonna know. Once there was a hush puppy, and she lived with her daddy in the bathtub.
classy. Yeah, um, that's that's a Fox Searchlight movie you just brought up. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen uh, it yet, Brad? No, I haven't seen it. No? Um, it was one of those that, yeah, it was earlier in the year, and because it's sort of an understated movie, I was I was like, well, I, you know, maybe it doesn't need to be in my 10. Uh, but no, it's great. Uh, I love, and most of it, you know, the movie relies so much on the little girl who is the main character and she mm. is so much fun and and when she has to do serious stuff she's so good at it and so believable that uh, and, and the, their world building for that film um, especially being the budget that it's on is amazing like you yeah. feel like you're really looking into a, some weird bizarre mad max kind of world where uh, everything is both sort of foreign but familiar at the same time um and and i think that the story that they are telling which i you know, we've never really talked about because I think that they sort of, you know, they they don't let you in on what's actually going on in that movie very well, very much. Um, I think it's a really emotional, good story about sort of this girl having to grow up. Yeah, and, you know, um, for the longest time, I thought those um, big giant pigs yeah. were just uh, a metaphor for what was happening in the world. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. And, uh, well, and I mean, they. they I guess all of the girls run away from them, but they never really interact with anything. They do. So they they, still they could... interact with that little girl, remember? Yeah. Um, she, she basically tells them to stop. But but I, I could still see them as being sort of a metaphor, you know. I and mean, the, they're definitely still a metaphor, but whether or not they're real. Yeah, I you understand. You, but you but th- yeah, that little girl is fantastic oh, in it. Um, you know, there's a scene where her father's dying of lung cancer or He's something. He's dying of something. He, he, he just says that his... His blood is eating itself. Yeah. Because he doesn't and actually know how to. When he to... tries to give her a way to live a different life, and yeah. you know he puts her on that bus, and she gets on, and she comes running out, and she starts basically punching him and saying, why are you doing this to me? And he you're, says, you're trying to get rid of me, yeah, is what she says. Yeah, oh, he says, because I can't take care of you anymore or yeah. protect you. It's it's really good. It's, um, didn't make my top ten, but it's, it's a movie that I definitely watched. Uh, based on your recommendation when you saw it the first time. Yeah. And uh, because those are usually movies I don't watch. Um, I just don't get into them. But the the acting was really good. And it was different. It was one of the movies I saw that I would never have seen if you didn't mention it. Yeah. Because, again, you know, the plot isn't really there. It's all about just this little girl's basically day-to-day life and how hard it is on her. But she's such the cute little optimist that you kind of go... <laughs> And I kind of just smile when she does stuff. Yeah. And the, the whole story of, because, you know, yeah, her father's dying and she she ends up bringing him home. And, and what she does sort of in order to reconcile their relationship um, is is really great. I think the line that when she says something about, you know, I can count, I can t- count how many times I've been picked up in my life on two fingers. Uh, oh, man. And then they show it to, oh, it's great. Um, anyway, you should check that movie out for sure. Absolutely. Um, you can get it on Amazon's uh, rental right now. You can. Which is how I saw it again. Ryan's number five is The Dark Knight Rises. There's a storm coming. You sound like you're looking forward to it. I'm adaptable. What are you? I'm Gotham's reckoning.
I'm not sure. Huh. Why didn't you just kill me? Your punishment must be more severe. Do you think he's coming back? I don't know. Why would you run, eh? You should be as afraid of him as I am. I won't bury you. I've buried enough members of the Wayne family. You don't owe these people anymore. You've given them everything. Not everything. They warned me about getting into cars with strange men. This isn't a car. Speaking of Batman, uh, <laughs> yeah, a, a good movie. It is. <laughs> um, that sounded like Yoda. <laughs> I know. It really sounds like it des- deserves to be on there, the way That's, you're praising uh, it right now. No, I, 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 I did. I really enjoyed this movie. I wasn't uh, sure it was going to be on either of your list, so the fact that it is on there, that's cool. I, I love The Dark Knight. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good movie. Um, I, it doesn't quite live up to the expectations of The Dark Knight, which I think is kind of unfair to it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, I, uh, the movie's really good. I don't know how to. Dis- it's a really satisfying conclusion to that. Yeah. That world. You uh, know. It's it's epic and it's a fun time at the movie. Uh, like there's nothing. I mean, I, I've seen people say bad things about the movie, but I don't know why they are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are just, plot holes and like yeah. things that don't quite make sense. But but it's not. It's out, it's over. It's uh, outweighs. It's outweighed by all the other great creative stuff that yeah. they bring to it. You like, know, and I I love the monologue of Bane when he's basically you know having anarchy rules in Gotham, where he's telling him do whatever you want. It doesn't matter because he knows he's going to kill all these people. Yeah, yeah. That's like. And kudos to them for making Bane such a like a cooler character than he is oh, in the yeah. comics. And uh, like when I rewatch it, like those are the parts that I anxiously await is like his monologues, like talking mm-hmm. to Bruce in the prison or talking to the Gothamites at the stadium and uh, on the uh, Tumblr. And yeah, I mean the truth is, it's much like with the Joker, it is a, a character that you're sort of just waiting for the next time Bane shows up. Yeah, because um, he's so cool. Yeah, and uh, you know because th- there's so many parts. What I, I like about Christopher Nolan's work is he takes what you expect as a cliche, whether it be, you know, the rich corporate guy who comes up to Bane and says, you know what, you're not doing what I say, and Bane kills him. He's like, you don't control me. I do what I want. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah. Or uh, the fact that they had the balls to kill Batman in it. I mean, that's I mean, that's saying a lot. Not only killing yeah. him, but you, it had me going for a while that Batman did not make it. And, yeah. And when I watched him, you know, fly off and the bomb went off, I... I seriously, I was like, "Whoa, they actually killed Batman in this." And yeah. it's, and it's kind of debatable, like the way it's edited. Like you could also look at the ending as maybe it's just you know Batman didn't actually make it. It's you know obviously literally it looks like he survived. I but think I that's mean, a misinterpretation. If yeah, someone wants could. to think more about it, like you could look at the way it's edited as you know, yeah, saying maybe that, Alfred is imagining him there. Exactly. Yeah, 
um because this the whole trilogy is about the legend more than the man so yeah um yeah oh and then just the first fight with bane Mm -hmm. like and all the nods to like all the batman history and all like all the great stuff like uh dark knight returns and nightfall and um no man's land like who would would have thought like all those elements could have been incorporated into like ever be seen on screen like that absolutely it's it's, it's so much fan service it's yeah uh it's it's hard not to especially if you're one of us um it's hard not to just have a hell of a time watching that movie yeah just geek out though <laughs> like yeah and again, a great use of IMAX. I think Christopher mm. Nolan knows yeah. how to use that format very oh, well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially, yeah, that opening sequence with the with the plane. Yeah, um, which was probably a lot of green screen. Yeah. Um, but well, I heard they did that plane practically though. Well, I'm sure like the wide shots, it's practically flying. But like when they're inside it, oh like, yeah, obviously, oh yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all. In, I, you know, they used the rig from Inception and they built a, yeah. a fuselage on the inside. But at no time am I thinking like, oh, this is probably green screen. Like, I really feel like they're shooting that. Oh yeah, exactly the way it looks like. So absolutely. Um, um, oh man. Yeah. Even I mean, making Catwoman cool. Mm-hmm. You know, she's yeah. She has some great lines in it. You know, not some like, oh, that's a dopey like chick line you know where a lot of times never when do you that. had you know the earlier batman films it felt like some of the characters were shoehorned in because they wanted to you know put the characters in nice. poison ivy bane, bane. <laughs> yeah the first time yeah first time bane's in a, a movie. lot of people were concerned because you know it had catwoman bane and talia ghoul and stuff yeah. like that and i hate when and, they like overload Blake. the movies with villains mm-hmm, like yeah. why this i mean if they're gonna do two why not just do four and actually i think they should do a batman movie where it's like five or six of you know, obviously he's fighting like one major villain, but you know, you could have the penguin, you know, running some oh, gangsters yeah. or something. And the like the story doesn't have to be about him, but he could just be there. And the thing Nolan and the team has done is like Victor Zaz is in the trilogy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. there are like small timers littered throughout the scarecrow makes an appearance in all three. Yeah. yeah. You know, the scarecrow and, and the rises is great. Oh yeah. I remember when we saw it, he got an applause because mm-hmm. people would say, Oh my gosh, there's, there's crane again. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, it's my number eleven, but yeah, that movie is is great. Well, at least it's in your top twenty because I know you do twenty lists. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, Brad, what's your number five? My number five. Brad, I had ready to go. What's and your then... number five? <laughs> what's is, your number is, five? Is Dark Knight? Yeah, it's Dark Knight. No, it's uh, actually it's uh, Robot and Frank. Where is the librarian? Hey, Frank. Hey there. What'll it be? The usual? I'd be more interested in getting a phone number. Call from Madison Wells. Maddie, my girl. Hi. Has Hunter been coming around? Dad, you're right in the middle of the road. Look at this place. This is gross. You have a problem. I brought you something. Hi, Frank. You have got to be kidding me. That thing is going to murder me in my sleep. Somebody's going to murder you in your sleep. Frank, you need a project. Today we're going to start a garden. I'm not gardening. My program's goal is to improve your health. I would rather die eating cheeseburgers than live off steamed cauliflower. This is Jake Finn. He's been filling me in on the plans for the new library. It's his project. you must remember the days when this library was the only way to learn about the world. Sounds like the same people who stopped coming here want to take away what's yours. They're going to have this fundraiser party thing on Friday, and all the young hoity-toity couples are going to come. Sounds awful. Yeah. Do you want to come with me? Yes. 
cool. There they are. Frank, you're so square, you're practically avant-garde. What the hell did you just say to me? <laughs> Look at all the jewels. These people are loaded. You know what stealing is? I don't have any thoughts on that. I know exactly who the first mark is going to be. Okay, let's see what you can do. According to your file, you were first arrested for possessing stolen goods. I specialized in jewelry. That was your best time yet. I'm getting the hang of it. We're going to clean up? I'm glad to see you so enthusiastic. I haven't felt this good in years. Hello? Frank, it's me. What's going on in there? Frank Weld is a suspect in a multi-million dollar robbery up the road. What? I'm kind of in a bit of trouble. Of course you are. We've got to get rid of all the evidence. Frank, my memory can be used against you. Don't you touch that robot, Frank! Get in. Frank! Frank! You're starting to grow on me. Thank you, Frank. It's time for your enema. I've led a very uh, colorful life. I need him. What do you need him for? He's my friend. Oh, Which is nice. a movie you guys didn't see. No, I so it's gonna be really short, but um, yeah, it's a. I think it comes out on DVD in like February. Yeah, unfortunately, only DVD, not Blu-ray, which makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I you know I like robots, and this is a movie about you know like kind of practical robots, like Wally. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, and the you know watching the trailer, it's like thinking, oh well, Frank Langella is gonna just kind of have this back and forth with this servant robot and it's gonna be funny but the fact that like there's this alzheimer's um sub i guess it's not really subplot but there's uh that plot to it and um the uh fact that he trains the robot to steal for him and everything (laughs) like it's just it it's not what i expected and uh the payoff is really satisfying so um Hopefully, hearing the trailer will get people to go check it out because uh, I think you should. Yeah, I always wanted to see. It. I remember reading a review for it, Entertainment Entertainment Weekly, and they gave it an A. And I really, really wanted to watch it because I mean, even the still they had from the movie just looked silly. Yeah, and I just I love the uh, the premise and the concept of the movie. Mm-hmm. It looks like one of those charming little movies that I would have loved, and you know, sort of gets into your heart and just, mm-hmm. just sticks there. Um, as something like, oh man, I I loved the, watching that movie, uh, but unfortunately it was it was come and gone so fast. Yeah, it's uh, a shame. I should have torrented it. <laughs> I'm ki- I'm kidding. As I'm long kidding. as you buy it later, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or rent it. Well, the real nerds had to shut down this week because of all the legal <laughs> yeah. downloads James has done. Uh, so yeah, and obviously I loved it enough to make it my number five. So. On that's me. On to you, James. Speaking of torrenting, my number five <laughs> is Looper. Oh, all right. Wow, way on. lower than I expected. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. No, I and it's funny because again, the reason I need to see it again is because the last Ryan Johnson movie, The Brothers Bloom, I regret so much how low it was on my list that year. It was year. ten, right? Uh, no, it was like six, but it was like below mm. Avatar. Like, what the <laughs> who the fuck was that? You're guy never gonna watch that Avatar list? again, right? Oh man, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching Avatar every week. Um, so yeah, I needed to rewatch it again because I hate doing that. I hate having a movie that is on my list but in the wrong place just because I had only seen it once that year. Um, and, yeah, again, I saw it again, and it just shot right back up to, to five. Um, well, I was, I was, it seemed like it was your most anticipated movie of the year, like the one you, only one you were looking forward to, so I'm just surprised it wasn't like number one or something, well, especially after seeing it again. It was, it, I would say it was probably my second most anticipated movie of the year. Um, but, yeah, it, it, you're right, it was. And it, it lived up to 
all of those expectations really um just a good year for movies that's that's, that's the problem oh, yeah. this year i think oh, all the yeah. movies there's so many good movies this year yeah i mean because from here on out all of the movies well no like my top three they're all pretty much interchangeable for for number one um they're in the order they're in for a reason but yeah it's it's true it's just mm. it was it's a tough year so which is a good thing cool. but that yeah. means that we're moving right into four last year i had a hard time like finding movies to put on the list <laughs> like that i cared about to yeah. round it out this year I had like so many like that I wanted to be on the list and couldn't put there. Yeah. So. All right, number four. Awesome. My number four is one we haven't talked about yet. Ooh. My number four is Lincoln. We here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain. That this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom. That government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. We can't tell our people they can vote yes on abolishing slavery unless at the same time we can tell them that you're seeking a negotiated peace. It's either the amendment or this Confederate peace. You cannot have both. How many hundreds of thousands have died down your administration? Congress must never declare equal those whom God created unequal. Leave the Constitution alone. We are stepped out upon the world stage now with the fate of human dignity in our hands. Blood's been spilled to afford us this moment now, now, now. Abraham Lincoln has asked us to work with him to accomplish the death of slavery. No one's ever been loved so much by the people. Don't. Waste that power. This fight is for the United States of America. Do we choose to be born, or we fit it to the times we're born into? Well, I don't know about myself. You may be. settles the fate for all coming time not only of the millions now in bondage but of unborn millions to come shall we stop this bleeding You leg sweeping motherfucker! <laughs> uh, Super leg Johnny. <laughs> oh, this wow. movie, talking a uh, a movie that just stirred so many emotions with me. I I remember what really got me really sold on how great this movie was. Besides the, how great the movie is, is um, <laughs> Laura's parents were asking what movie they should go see. Should they go see Skyfall or Lincoln? Now, when asked a question like that, um, because they're both really good movies, I really had to analyze in my head it says well what outweighs one movie to the other and to me between the wonderful john williams score between awesome directing by steven spielberg and a performance by daniel day lewis i think is one of the greatest i've ever seen yeah um i i had to say lincoln and there's so many moments in that in that movie where you just get inspired and um laugh and it's funnier than i thought it was going to be and I mean, it's it's not a movie about the Civil War. It's a movie about political um, arguments. Yeah. And it's told in such an entertaining way. And 
Um, even though you know that the bill's going to pass because obviously it's 150 year old history, yeah. you're still, you know, saying, oh my gosh, are they going to get enough votes? How are they going to get these votes? And um, I just love this movie. I think everything about it is top notch. It's funny because when I went to see it a second time with my folks, um, right before, like, my dad was sort of hesitant. He was like, I don't want to, uh, two and a half hours of, like, drama, talking about racism mm-hmm. and all this. And right as we were sitting in the theater, my mom mentioned something about that. And I was like, no, no, here's the thing. He's going to love it because it is so funny. Um, and I think that is part of what's so uh, sort of unexpected about it is it's really kind of a populist movie. Like, it, it's funny. It's heartwarming. It's inspiring. Um, it's also sad and heart-wrenching and, and, um, and, and beautiful at the same time. It's uh, both beautiful to look at. And then there will be moments of humanity that are beautiful i think um, you know he, you know the helper at the white house is mr slave you know yeah. as a name he was given because he's a slave the the argument that abraham and um mary have when he's telling her how crazy she is and that he's oh. dealt with the guilt of you know their son being dead and yeah um i, I mean they're they are they're screaming at each other in such a realistic way that it's almost like you start missing dialogue because they're they're there's so much weight there that it's it's overlapping um it's almost hard to follow that fight because it is is so intense uh oh man i, I mean every scene of that movie is is great i i think back on like um because i was telling somebody the other day about the fact that it's really not about race. like there's not a lot of racism in it unlike Django, where it it heads straight towards that stuff and sort of tries to entertain with it almost um the only scene where i think they really address a lot of racism is in um the scene where where Tad is asking Mr. Slave about like you know were you ever beaten when you were a slave and he's like I was born free I was never you know um, I wasn't one um, and then the the other woman walks in and he says well she was a slave um, you know ask her and and she says oh yeah I was beaten with a shovel before I was your age and then she just starts telling Lincoln like hey your wife is in you know your son's room um, and she just glosses over it and the fact that like like how important that is that 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 she just sort of treats it with like well you know yeah that's just the way things were it's you know i don't want to talk about it but whatever uh is um insane and 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 in, i think insightful um and then to marry that with the scene later where um she is saying that you know her son died in the civil war fighting for for this cause um and and he's lincoln saying well, you know I don't even know anything about your people. I don't know you. I don't, you know. And she says, you know, I my I'm the the mother of somebody who died in the war fighting for this country. What else am I to the country? Like, you know, I'm not at that point. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's not a slave. She's a, she's the mother of some of uh, who's lost uh, a son in the war. And it's that's a, almost a throwaway scene, but it is so powerful. Um, ah, the, it's just the the best. It's just so good. <laughs> it is. Ah, man. I want to go see that movie again. <laughs> Who, who's the writer that you like that wrote Sports Night and the Newsroom? Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Initially, when I started like watching the movie, and there's tons of political dialogue, that's what I felt like I was getting into right oh, away. Yeah. But um, after about you know 20 minutes, I settled into it, and you know was pulled into the movie, and like worrying about that stuff didn't like I got sucked in, and it wasn't a problem anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Because early on, there's there is a lot of setup of you know, sort of explaining the lay of the land, the politics. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this better not be what I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but then it works out because then of course later when you get those scenes because you know the players mm-hmm. when he starts yelling about you know i am the president of the united states clothed in immense power you're like fuck yeah you are man <laughs> yeah oh. but even the beginning of the movie starts off kind of funny where you know oh, yeah. where he's talking to the two um black soldiers and he says and then, you know, the black soldier says, I'm not going back to be a barber. And, you know, Lee says, well, my last barber died from cutting my hair because it's never right. <laughs> um, yeah. It is just fantastic. And yet at the same time, it's it's an emotional scene where he's reading back the Gettysburg Address. Mm-hmm. where they're reading it back to him. And, you know, as I said in the review that I started crying then and didn't stop until the movie was over. The thing uh, I love about it is how, like, those things you expect from the movie to be in there. And he finds different ways to address them, like... You yeah. you would expect them to have a scene of Lincoln speaking the Gettysburg Address at Gettysburg, and he doesn't. He yeah. has soldiers say it back to him, or the assassination. Like you're by the end of the movie, you're like, are they going to show the assassination? Yeah. And just when you think you're going to see it, it's he finds a way to show it differently. So mm-hmm. really, oh, man. really amazing. So yeah, that was my number four movie, Brad. Oh, what was epic. your number four? <laughs> my number four, guys, which I know you'll appreciate, <laughs> is Father's Day. <laughs> How could it not be this high up on the list? I mean, it's so infamous at this point. Is someone there? John? You. After all these years, you've come for me. There is a boy. Many years ago. He tried to kill the Falkman. He left us a long time ago. You know any dads go missing around here, motherfucker? But this time, it's wrong, man. You seen your dad burn death in front of you? What is the fuck, man? Father's Day killer, cannibal man killer. None of those damn reporters can give it any name they want. But I got my eye on you and the degenerate sister of yours, Chelsea. So you tell her I said hi. You must find this man, Ahab. You must find him. Father of Lynn sent me, and I've traveled across the world to speak to you. I hurt a lot of people in my life, Father. And I don't want to hurt anymore. I prayed every night that you would come and find me, but you never did. I don't want you putting your life on the line over some stupid vendetta that Father's Day killer. Why not? You did. And I'm going to finish what you couldn't. says that he that sees but one path shall stand in the way of the Fugmaticus. Why? There's no time to explain. Oh, glory to the Fugmaticus. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we talk more about it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you fucker. Son of a... Now we have to talk about dick eating on the end of the year episode. You... Oh. Yes. <laughs> Brian, Brian's wife just said that she can't believe that Brad graduated from college. Twice. So well, why uh, why is it so high on your list? I guess is a more appropriate question. Well, I first mean, tell us the story because I'd like to hear you remember the plot of the... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I Unfortunately, I, lo- I, lo- I loaned it to... Everybody, I haven't seen it but once since I got the Blu-ray. Um, I got it on Blu-ray, I should tell you something. Um, well, initially, it probably would have been 10, 
on my list, you know, just is being r- as ridiculous as it is. Uh, but the fact that we uh, <laughs> have built it up it so, so much. much throughout the year, <laughs> that's like, this has to come. Like, it this is like deserves the longest to be higher. running joke in real nerds history. Yeah, and I will admit, like, I, I think I have gotten a, enough enjoyment out of it since watching it that exactly. it's worth watching it now. Um, no one should see this movie. <laughs> no, I think you should see it. <laughs> It doesn't have to be your top ten no, movies, I know, I but know. I mean, uh, it has to be seen to be fucking believed. It's I mean, so seriously, it's so outrageous. And like going into it, you think, "Oh, it's gonna be like a bad trauma movie." And like I've seen a lot of bad trauma <laughs> movies that take themselves seriously. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, it's like like Miami Connection is a bad movie, but yeah, watching it, like I don't feel like there's any humor to it, even right. though it's trying to have humor, um, and it's like being really serious about you know what it is but and it's not technically technically proficient but uh, these guys treat it like yeah we know this is horrible and all these ideas are sick and twisted and yeah. we're just gonna have fun with it and i feel that that uh enjoyability like while watching the movie like i on it's another level I yeah so um yeah it probably would have been lower but the fact that we <laughs> glorified it throughout the year i was oh, like this man. deserves to be higher on my list and <laughs> i mean i'd be lying if i didn't laugh at some parts oh I no mean, i mean just the the enjoyment just never got me in this movie like it did brad i mean the part where they kill uh fuckman so bad and then yeah. throw him off the yeah. side of a cliff and stuff we could run down there and finish him off yeah, yeah. that stuff. Just to be funny. clear, my favorite parts aren't the dick eating. It's stuff like throwing <laughs> them off the bridge, or like shooting each other to go to hell, and then not being able to get back out of hell. Yes. Yeah, um. Yeah. All the all the scenes in the uh, in the woods. Yeah, in the um, woods, like seeing the face of God as a tiger, who's like <laughs> telling him, "You guys are fucked." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh man, no, there are there are good things about that movie, but yeah, whew, man good throwaway gags like there he is and then they shoot and like the one guy threw the hand as he's pointing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's so funny yeah oh, so chris fuckman yeah just tons of fun good movie to represent you know the year of 2012 of movies i saw <laughs> you know just one of those early ones that during a time when there's like very little else to enjoy like that you know it's, it's fun to be able to walk into a theater something you're like i don't know what the hell this is but i like midnight movies and then coming out like that was actually pretty funny. So. <laughs> and the director for Frank and the Robot might listen to something across this. He's like, that fucking movie is ranked higher than mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Again, it's not about quality. It's about yeah, influential it's, movies. And what you Skyfall, Skyfall number six. Yeah. <laughs> Father's Day number four. <laughs> yeah. Lincoln 20th. <laughs> Father's Day. No, Lincoln's higher. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway. So, yeah. Father's Day. There it is, you guys. Can can you even uh, watch that on Amazon streaming, or is it oh, only on? You have to get it on Blu-ray. It's yeah. the only way you can enjoy. I can't enjoy imagine anyone's anxious to distribute it other yeah. than Troma. <laughs> I think what you need to do is like find you and twenty of your friends to throw in one dollar and then just buy a copy between you and pass it around. Because that's how I watched it. Brad bought yeah. it. And he let me borrow it. Because yeah. I don't. I don't know that I would want to encourage anybody to spend a lot of money on it. <laughs> Because then you would have to have it for a four disc, you know, Blu-ray. It was actually like twenty bucks or something. So yeah, I remember bad. it kept on getting like pushed back too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah we took, it took so it took long. like three or four months to <laughs> get it since I pre-ordered, you know, pre-ordered it. <laughs> oh man, yeah. you he pre-ordered it. Yeah, he but just, it kept on showing up. Remember, it kept on showing up on. Uh, yeah, it was like next week. Here it comes, yeah. and then it was like pushed off for another month. Like, <laughs> yeah, damn it, we report. We want to show it. people this movie. <laughs> oh man, yeah. so there. Father's Day makes it 
Hey, at least it wasn't number one, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so happy right now. Oh, James, what's your number four? Uh, all right, my number four is going to be one of the contentious ones, probably. Um, certainly with the people on the internet, my number four is Prometheus. by centuries and yet this same pictogram was discovered in every one of them they're smiling i think they want us to come and find them we're all here because of a map you two kids found in a cave not a map an invitation from whom please tell me you can read that prometheus are you seeing this? Whatever that probe is picking up, it's reading life form. What do you mean a life form? Oh, the head. They're changing. Changing into what? It's moving. These things moving. What is that? There's a ship. They're leaving. To go where? Earth. We were so wrong. Take us home! If you don't stop it, they won't get you home to go back to. Where's that door open? Again, surprise is not higher. I don't um, think it's a bad choice. I don't. I think the movie is so beautiful. Yeah. Between the score and how it's shot. I, I think, and I said this in, in my, my write-up of the best scores of the year, I think the opening sequence here, especially just those opening shots of like the the pre-Earth and the, that score behind it and the way that that ship comes in over us and we just see the shadow first, I think it's one of the most beautiful, artistic uh, just amazing sequences of the year. When that sequence starts, I want to watch Prometheus again just because of that. Um, but this is one of those movies that stuck with me. Like really got in my head and I was thinking about it for weeks and I was going to see it again on my own in the middle of the day just because I needed to experience it again. Um, I I really love this movie. And I, you know, I'm not going to say that there aren't things about it that I wish were better. We, I've talked on the on the show that there are two deleted sequences that I think should be in the, like, or alternate sequences that I think are the ones that should be in the movie. Yep. Um, but in my head, when those sequences come up, I just pretend that I'm watching the deleted ones. And, you know, um, it's, it's a movie that I think I've watched more on Blu-ray since I got it all year than anything else. Um, man. Yeah. I, I, I can't help but love it. 
Um, probably in some part in spite of all the people who hate it. I think there's I, I think there is a part of me that's just like, hey, fuck you guys. I just want to poke them and be but, like, you guys are annoying. But now, I mean, it's so cool to hate movies. I mean, yeah. you wrote a whole article about it. I was literally the guys who do laugh tracks, or maybe it wasn't even riff tracks. Riff tracks. They had a list of the worst movie of all time, and Spider Man Three was on that. Really, <laughs> no. the worst movie of all time. Yeah. Spider Man. Did 3. you look at the whole list? I mean, I think yeah. some of those are just gags. <laughs> But yeah, but well, the, but the that's fact not that, that Casablanca was one of them or something, right? But, but, oh, really? but still, the fact yeah. that that's on the list is just yeah. idiotic. But you know, I, I don't, I, I don't understand the, the so, so much fanboy hate for Prometheus because I think yeah. the movie's well done. Oh yeah, and I think it's, I think it's a cool movie. I really do. I mean, yeah. there's, there's parts in it that you know, it's just, I think are kind of creepy. You know, the, the stuff moving through the black ooze and oh yeah, I mean, you're just seeing the birth of a franchise and. I, I don't know. I think it's cool. Yeah, I, I think that the the um, the whole sort of birth sequence, as it were, <laughs> is really fuck up, fucked up, and gross. Um, I yeah, and and sort of what it what it means and the way that it plays with all of the old themes of of Alien while being totally fresh. Um, and he'll never I be love. nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor, but Michael Fassbender should be yep. for uh, David because yeah. he is creepy, but also you like him a lot you like him but he is a villain and in the end you're glad he's alive yeah like like how does he pull that off i don't know but it's great um and 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 he's playing he's playing a robot and he's playing that robot in sort of a robotic way you know like like a lesser actor would have the arms move like you know <laughs> some kind of little wind-up toy um you know he's playing in that very like he's sort of stiff and doesn't move a lot kind of way uh, but it's so intelligent. I mean, the choice when the sh- ship shakes at the beginning and starts to stop, and the way that he sort of alters to to balance himself like a like a robot would. It's it's just great, you know. Um, you're right. I had even forgot about how good he is. Um, and again, that score, man. <sighs> well, it's so that score is so mocked now that it, it's used so many times, or I guess uh, imitated. I mean, yeah. I even listen to sports talk radio. And they'll say stuff. What happens if the Broncos lose? And it goes boom, boom. Oh. So well, it's, and it's such a part that's of the alien score. That's not even the the Prometheus. Like the Prometheus score is that that um, right, it's in the blog with that life theme that he that he writes. Um, which I my argument there was that what he has to do with that score is you remember in Jurassic Park where you know you have this really tense score where it's kind of like the jaws score but then there are the sequences where you see the dinosaurs and they're beautiful and you feel like a little kid looking at you know looking at books of dinosaurs yeah that's that score um he has that score in this movie um and and the t-rex is eating the velociraptors yeah no yeah exactly um anyway i i can't help but love this movie and i think it's there's some super scary stuff in this movie um uh, yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Ryan, what's my number, f- number three? As we've already talked about, is the Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, um, I'm sorry. It's all right. No, I mean that's on your list. I, I love it. I, I still think that we didn't talk about the fight with Peter and Connors inside the school. I think is really cool. Oh yeah. Because one of the things I I miss that I'd never saw in a Spider-Man movie is his constant webbing to slow an enemy down. Yeah. And then, you know, crawling on him and punching him and stuff. Um, the movie's really well done. I think uh, it's beautiful on Blu-ray. The blues uh, just look fantastic. Um, that might actually be my favorite action sequence of the movie. Especially the way it ends with him throwing 
um, Gwen Stacy at the window is yeah. just so is is both fun and an exciting. Part uh, of that Mark sequence. Webb said that's perfect, purposely put in there to show uh, kind of uh, foretell her fate. Yeah. Um, hmm. But uh, yeah, and uh, Emma Stone is Gwen Stacy. I couldn't ask for better Gwen Stacy. Oh. Um, Their chemistry. Yeah. Take that, Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my biggest problem with Spider-Man three is the Gwen Stacy character because they make her a model and stuff. And yeah, she's really in the place. comic books. Gwen Stacy is beautiful, but she's also Peter's equal intellectually, like the amazing Spider-Man. Right. Um, so it's, it's really cool to see that happen. And uh, again, um, it would have been number one on my list if it, they didn't rehash the whole origin again, which I thought was really unnecessary. I know they market it as like the untold story, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but a lot of that is just because of the father stuff that's in there. Yeah, um, I'm sure they'll get into it more in the sequel. But yeah, um, I, I enjoyed the movie, and I anytime I have there's an excuse for me to watch a Spider-Man movie, I'll always, <laughs> <laughs> I'll always take yeah. it. Uh, it's good. So yeah, we talked about it, but yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man. Brad, you're number three. I think I'm gonna steal some thunder here. I already know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Try, try me. Nah, just go ahead. <laughs> Does it start with an A? Uh, I think he's on the right track. It's, <laughs> it's uh, Marvel's The Avengers. Nice. War has started. And we are hopelessly outgunned. Director Fury. I think it's time. You're here with a mission, sir? Trying to get me back in the world? Trying to save it. Doctor, we need you to come in. What if I say no? I'll persuade you. What are you asking me to do? It's called the Avengers Initiative. I thought I didn't qualify. Apparently I'm, what is it, volatile, self-obsessed, and don't play well with others. I think they need a timeout. How desperate are you? And you call on such lost creatures to defend you. We're not a team. We're a time bomb. You did steal my thunder. Did I? Yeah, oh, yeah. There's right. definitely... Yeah, it's higher on both of our <laughs> lists. Um, but that's okay. But 
Talk about a superhero movie that's done superheroly. Oh yeah, it is both very much a comic book film, and I mean that that you you know it's aliens from space and giant monsters and all of that, and there's a whole team up and everything, uh, and yet it is still very character driven. And um, it's on my list because going into it, I was like, there's no way they can be successful this- making all these characters fit into a single movie. Yeah treat everyone with enough attention and make it interesting and fun. And unbelievably, just I walked out of it being like, this is tons of fun. And yeah, it's corny or like, you know, like the dark Knight rises is a very moody intellectual film. And Avengers is just tons of fun. And it doesn't matter if it, you know, stuff doesn't make sense or it's a little out of this world. You know, it's just all the characters are charismatic and, yeah, e- even if it is like, you know, it, it could be. It's driven by a MacGuffin to some extent, but um, you're right. It's just it's so much fun, and yeah, I think that the reason that it is as high on my list for sure is because it's that movie should be impossible. That movie should absolutely never work, and yet I went and saw it three times in 48 hours because as soon as it was over, I was like, let's go again, mm-hmm. you know, because that's how much fun that movie is. Um, and I think it helps that uh, Joss Whedon knows what people like us want to see in a movie, yeah. but he also knows how to write characters and make them fun and make everybody, you know, really cool. Um, and that's the other thing. Yeah. Like I wasn't a big fan of Whedon's writing up to that point, and then that movie turned me around. So that's true. That's true. You weren't. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've always argued that, um, especially since they cut out so many of the Captain America sequences. Uh, I think that the the main character of that movie is Black Widow because she is the one that we really get introduced to. We learn about her fears. She faces her fears. She saves her friends and becomes a part of this team, even though she's not had a movie before. Um, whereas the rest of them, you know, they're they get some some progress and all that stuff, but it's almost just like they're there to help help out. Um, the fact that that is even in that movie is insane. Again, because mm. you would just assume that like, well. You, you make it an Iron Man movie because those are the most popular ones anyway, but that's not what what he does. Uh, but yeah, what so he, he does is he takes the elements that make all those characters work. Um, yeah. Where, you know, you're going to have some weighty stuff delivered by, um, by Banner or Nick Fury, and then you're going to have Tony Stark come in and, you know, tell all these jokes and prove that he's the smartest guy in the room and... Then you'll have the nobility of Thor and the hotness of Thor for my wife. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's just great where Captain America is out of place. And uh, the the only movie that's gotten Hulk completely right. Yes. Oh, yeah. The vulnerability that Mark Ruffalo plays, um, being afraid of himself. Yeah. And then realizing that. Uh, but you knew if you've seen The Incredible Hulk that he learned how to harness that power. Yeah. He doesn't tell anybody that. And uh, his. You know, his line is, I'm always angry, yeah. is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and and the most fun Hulk, as soon as he is the Hulk, man, yeah. steals the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time he's smacking something, you're just like, this is awesome. Yeah. Ugh. And bringing up Captain America again, like, that's another instance where, you know, the Captain America movie is good for me, but it's not great. Yeah. Um, And then in this movie, he makes, you know, Captain America like the most interesting character to me in that movie. Yeah. Because he's so out of place and... He goes from being, you know, the, the, you know, positive and like go America to being like, this sucks. I don't want to be here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, puts a dark angle on him. It's makes it more interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm puny God. <laughs> <laughs> Fun moments like that with the Hulk. Good stuff. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the coolest action sequence of the year is the moving from each individual hero as they're fighting uh, the alien horde. You know, each has their own kind of way of doing it. And it, they're all sweet. I mean, mm-hmm. the the stab of the metal through and Thor bashing it in with his hammer is just, I mean, it's just cool. I mean, making Hawkeye cool is hard, too. Oh, yeah. So. Well, and it's interesting, especially if you watch the Blu-ray features. Um, I, I, it's something I didn't appreciate until Joss Whedon basically told me, like, hey, we worked really hard on this, was how how difficult it must have been to make that, that sequence coherent. Yeah. You know, because the idea of, like, oh, there's this whole town that's getting it, or, you know, all of New York is getting attacked by these aliens, and these superheroes are all over the place. Um, but basically, they boil it down to there's this one little alleyway, and that's where all of the fighting is, or this one little street section, that's where all the fighting is, and that allows them to, you know, sort of have a stage where we can have these characters interact and have it still be fun and we can still follow it. Um, it's really impressive. Uh, it's part of why that sequence is so good. Agreed. Um, man. Yeah. It's a good, a cool pick. movie. Mm-hmm. James, yeah. your number three. Uh, my number three. I guess I'm going to be stealing thunder because I can't believe I haven't seen this one picked yet. My number three is Cabin in the Woods. Hey, everybody, ready? Well, it'll just go right into my Damn number. it, James. You stole Cabin in the Woods from me. Because <laughs> my number just two kidding. is Cabin in the Woods. Is your number two Cabin in the Woods? No, that's not even on my list. Oh, so, gotcha. So ours, <laughs> oh. we can share this. Yeah, thunder. yeah, absolutely. I was, I was, Because uh, I, I teased it earlier. I said, is this the highest 
only horror I, movie I on my it. list. And I was going to be pissed if you didn't have this on there. Oh, man. Uh, what a cool movie. Uh, because <clears throat> you go in expecting one thing and it kind of turns it on its ear. You know, there's so many cliches of going on in the movie, but the cliches are so good that I, I don't know. Well, they're they're using the cliches yeah. and sort of turning them on their heads and 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 presenting this idea that all of those cliches are being controlled by this, you know, sort of horror movie machine that is out there to trying appease, to uh, appease uh, demon the gods. God that's bigger than all of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, we're down to my three here. This could have been my number one. And there are some days where this is my number one. I I love this movie. And I don't like horror movies. I don't. Um, but there's... There's so many good lines in this movie. I mean, how it opens alone. So well. with, uh, yeah. yeah I, I mean, both from the the cliche of like throwing the football out the window and the other guy catches it to the whole sequence of, you know, where did you, they've got the textbooks and where did you learn this? Who taught you this? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The, the, like that snappy dialogue is so good. Um, and then, you know, that contrasted with the guys in the office who were talking about, you know, baby locks on their drawers and all of that stuff. Um, you yeah. just can't not have or, fun. You know, the I love the setup of how whoever calls a certain monster is what happens. And, yeah. you know, they the, when the hick zombies pop up and they cut back to the guys controlling the cabin and, you know, he says, they're so close. Bradley Whitford, he had the conch in his hand because yeah. he just wanted them to be murdered by the merman so bad <laughs> that... Uh, when that And that points towards the sequence, which is, to me, clearly... The the whole reason for making this movie, which is the lobby sequence. Yeah. The idea of a moment when some elevator doors open and and as it says in the script, all hell breaks loose. Um, like everything comes out of those doors and we get all of the mm-hmm. all of the monsters at one time. Not just if, the, you know, they're all playing on all these horror monsters that we've had for years. Um it's so satisfying. But not um, all horror monsters you expect. Uh, death by Unicorn yep. is one yes. of the That's most what sold me is that Death by Unicorn. <laughs> it was the most I wasn't s- into the movie until that point. <laughs> the most satisfying... <laughs> point, lit- you know, pun. <laughs> the most um, satisfying, unexpected death in movie history is yeah. Death by Unicorn. I mean, really, the only thing about this movie that I find disappointing is that the gentlemen aren't in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, like, that's the one thing where I was like, those are one of my favorite horror monsters i want them in there um uh, it's just so much fun and and right to the last you still don't really know what's going to happen you know when you get down to that chamber um and sigourney weaver shows up you really don't know where they're going to go with it um and they don't go where you ever would have expected you know having a giant god hand come out of the planet and destroy everything is not <laughs> what you thought you were going to get when you came when you showed up in that theater. You know, and I've, I mentioned before on the podcast, the special features we were talking about making it, and, you know, the werewolf comes down and attacks <laughs> that one uh, girl, and she's, he's, yeah. well, I'm going to have him shoot him with a gun, and it's going to run off because it's not a silver bullet. Okay. <laughs> that was yeah. how they wrote that scene. <laughs> Oh man! I thought the werewolf was, you know, um, practical. It wasn't CGI. I think it's always really cool because um, too many times CG it just ruins stuff. It's such a movie that you you can see Drew Goddard and everybody else on set having fun mm-hmm. making it. Um, oh man, it's just. And it's what just is a it? Cool it came movie. like eight months after we saw Creature. 
Yep. When they when they're at the at the gas station at the beginning, I was like, "This is that scene from Creature, only done better and <laughs> funny." Like, oh man. <laughs> and when he gets the phone call from the gas station yes, attendant, the harbing, oh, it's the harbingers on the line. Oh man, oh, oh, talk to him. <laughs> they make fun of him, and he gets all pissed off. And... No, you're not on speakerphone. It's okay. I'm sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so it's a great movie. Yeah, if and you that's... have not seen Cabin in the Woods, and you have any tolerance for just a little bit of gore and a little bit of horror, you need to see this movie because it's not scary. It really isn't. The scariest part of the movie is when the title cards come up. Mm-hmm. Really, only time I really jumped. It's an entertaining movie. Yeah, um, which all movies should strive to be. Yeah, man. So yeah, that was my number two movie. So we can just skip over me, Brad. Was your number two movie? My number two movie, which, uh, probably not surprising, is Moonrise Kingdom. What kind of bird are you? I'm a sparrow. She's a dog. No, I said. What kind of bird are you? Dear Suji, here's my plan. Dear Sam, my answer is yes. Dear Suji, one. Dear Sam, where? Dear Suji, walk 400 yards due north from your house to the dirt path which has not got any name on it. Turn right and follow to the end. I will meet you in the meadow. Who's missing? Shukuski, you in there? Jiminy Cricket, he flew the coop. Does it concern you that your daughter's just run away from home? That's a loaded question. Until help arrives, I'm deputizing the little guy, the skinny one, and the boy with the patch on his eye to come with me in the station wagon. What am I looking at? He does watercolors, mostly landscapes, but a few nudes. If we find him, I'm not going to be the one who forgot to bring a weapon. Me neither. Where's the boy? I'm told that he's just been struck by lightning. It's true. I'll be out back. I'm going to find a tree to chop down. Wow, I'm surprised it's not number one. Really? Yeah. Not me with... I know what his number one is because he's seen it so much in theaters. But uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's true. Spoiler um. alert. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I was really looking forward to it. And it, like most West Anderson movies for me, doesn't disappoint. So um, It's a charming film. Yeah, it's very charming. You know, that's a I've watched can, a bunch of times since I got it on Blu-ray. So One thing you can always say about Wes Anderson, I don't think he makes um, really depressing movies. I mean, some of his characters might be depressed in his movies, yeah. but all his movies have a certain charm to him. I think his style is charm. There's yeah, a certain, and whimsy. Like whimsical, yeah. yeah. Which I like. Yeah. So. And it's always different. You know, It's his characters are always um, a little zany, but they're all a little different, and they all kind of have their own self-contained worlds. Um, and, then, and this one's no exception. I mean, the, the kids are really cute in it. Um, you're giving them... I mean, they have to carry a movie, which is going to be difficult. Right. Um, and, and they do well. And they're um, not even just carrying a movie. They're carrying that kind of movie, which is even more difficult than, you know, like we've talked about 
you know, last week we talked about the kids in This Is Forty, and we've talked about the kid in Looper. But those are conventional movies with conventional dialogue in them. The, what they are able to do with Moonrise Kingdom, you know, with that kind of dialogue, with that Wes Anderson dialogue, is is pretty impressive. Um, yeah, only a couple of times I felt it was a little awkward. Yeah, um, but I mean, it didn't take away from my enjoyment. I thought the movie was good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bill Murray was good in it again. Um, he's usually pretty good in all Wes Anderson movies, but. Um, Bruce Willis was good. It's one of those yeah, that you just you just got to check out. It's just charming. I don't. Yeah. yeah. There's no cra- like crazy action sequences. <laughs> yeah. <or nothing. laughs> Again, like it, it's it's all driven by characters, and if the characters yeah. aren't believable, then well, the there is pr- some crazy stuff like the lightning strike and yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> and true. when he jumps across <laughs> yeah. the ravine, <laughs> yeah, everyone jumps across. The, but yeah. you know, it's told in a and it's done so poorly, purposely. You know, the special <laughs> effect. That again, yeah. there comes the charm and the the whimsy in the movie again, yeah. and you just you can't yeah. help but laugh. Absolutely, and it's like all the shots are like a work of art. You know, mm-hmm. everything's so meticulously arranged and. Oh yeah, because his 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 uh, attention to symmetry, yeah, it impressed me more there, uh, almost to the point where it was distracting, uh, more than it, it ever has before. Because um, it's not just the symmetry; it's the asymmetry. It's when he breaks that, then you're like, ooh, um, yeah, I like that guy. Cool. James, what's your number two? Well, we're really down to repeat central here because my number two <laughs> is Avengers. Ah. Nice. We talked about the Avengers. Yeah, not too long ago. I know. Because you know what's weird? My number one movie of the year is The Avengers. Ah, oh, man. So, um, I'm a dick. I, here's the thing. I really, uh, there was a long time where my my number one was Avengers 2, so I hear you. Um, again, you know, I love the Avengers. It gets bonus points for me because Robert Downey Jr. is my favorite actor. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's nothing much else we've talked about it at length, but yeah. I mean, I can't say go see this if you haven't seen it. I mean, most people, have. everyone's ever <laughs> yeah. seen it once or twice. So it's the biggest film of the year. And, but if you, there are still people who haven't seen it. I've met them and they're weird. What? Yeah, <laughs> I know. They're like crazy people with like one eye going the wrong direction. <laughs> it's bizarre. Um, but the, even that. even they should see the Avengers because it's great. So Stuart Scott hasn't seen the Avengers? <laughs> Anybody? Sports Center? Might be hard for him to dun watch na, the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Disney will never sponsor this show. Well, since your number two is the Avengers and your number one was the Avengers, that brings me to my number one, which is the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> so that's a quick discussion. Yep. But I'll open the envelope movie. anyway. Uh, why was uh, the Dark Knight Rises besides the obvious? Why did you choose it as your number one film? <laughs> um, yeah, probably just because it's the obvious, like big Batman fan. And it's also like the most, the movie I was most tepid about because mm. there's so, the expectations for it were so high yeah. that going into it, I was like, you know, I've been down this road before with the third one just sucks so bad. Yeah. It's so disappointing. You know, um, not that Spider-Man 3 is that bad, <laughs> but no, it does, more like the X-Men's and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Last Stand, I didn't, I uh, wasn't crazy about Spider-Man 3. I wasn't crazy about, um, what's and, a DC one that has well, a third movie. But, but Obviously just, Superman no, 3 no, sucks. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> but, um, but just any time where you're, you're yeah, doing a sequel to a movie that was but, so huge, also, the expectations are, are impossible. And then also with the Avengers being out and crushing it. Oh yeah. Like, having to like hear from the internet and <laughs> other people at Comic-Con being like, probably going yeah dark knight didn't live up to you know, obviously that still happens that they're like oh yeah. avengers would be but still it would have been like i'm sure you how you feel about hearing spider-man 3 shit you know mm-hmm. 
So um, the fact that it didn't do, do that, it was very satisfyingly wrapped up. You know, not to everyone's liking, but I think it was well done. And I, I do too. And it, yeah, it um, didn't disappoint. Uh, Michael Uslan was very correct, and just you know, mm-hmm. be, it being a two and uh, hour forty five minute epic that will just knock your socks off, and it did. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. And you know they're right. I mean, if if you're gonna take a third part of a movie and you want to put a feather in a cap of a series that you've shepherded and you've made relevant because let's not forget in 97 batman was dead was dead and you're taking and not dead like he is at the end of rises dead like no one wanted to see batman again and you took a chance on a filmmaker who's a great filmmaker but didn't really have any proven track record he doesn't have a blockbuster record at that point no blockbuster and to have the balls to say well i'm not even gonna put batman in this movie until the hour and a half mark yeah Mm -hmm. You know, and even after you haven't seen him on screen for four years, yeah. yeah. And what he did is he created a world that every comic book movie was striving to be. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's it's what makes it so cool. And I wish they could do that with the rest of the DC characters. Not that I'm a big DC fan, but I'm a fan of when movies do well because that means I can see more movies like The Avengers. I can see more movies like Batman. Uh, begins well and honestly like I, I i i do want dc to do that because while none of those characters mean much to me i want them to give me a movie like batman begins or or, or you know the dark knight trilogy um that makes me love and appreciate that those characters the way that the fans of those characters do. yeah you know i was really looking forward to green lantern because i thought you know what green lantern seems like he could be cool and people talk a lot about green lantern I want this movie to be badass so that I love Green Lantern too. Mm-hmm. You know, I never want a movie to be bad. Um, no. And so it, yeah, for for the Dark Knight to be what it is, you're right. Yeah, because and it, and it's hard. I mean, you're talking about maybe the most well-respected superhero movie ever, The Dark Knight, and you're following yeah. it up with a movie because no matter what you do, people are going to say, "Well, it wasn't as good as The Dark Knight" because yeah. you could never yeah. reach that level. I mean, you're the Heath Ledger's shadow as a yeah. Joker is always going to be cast over every Batman movie ever made after this. Yeah. And to be able to make a character Bane where he's not sympathetic. Well, he is kind of sympathetic towards one person. Yeah. And he's powerful and making him cool because Bane is not a cool... I don't think he's a cool villain. No. Um, and you, you sell it because when they told me, you know, they said Bane's going to be in I said, oh, Bane, that's stupid. Well, because the first thing you think is the last time we saw Bane on the big screen, yep. you know? Or, <laughs> you know, even if you do really love uh, uh, Nightfall, like... I'm one of those people who I look at the art in Nightfall and I'm like, Real, look at all those muscles. That's <laughs> stupid looking. I don't want to see that on screen. There's even um, like a a section in the comics. I forget which series it is, but they toy with Bane being a son of Thomas Wayne. So they have like no. deviations like that for uh, that character. But then um, again, you have see, to... See, I'd hate to see something like that. Remember that Chris Nolan is going to make a good movie. Yeah. Um, because you knew that he wouldn't have a total roided up Bane. Right. Um, you know, the the hardest thing was to sell people on the mask he wears, and again, it, mm. he sold me. Yeah. Again, it, how does he eat? But, I mean, whatever. I'm sure he, take, <laughs> he, he has to be able to take off the yeah, mask. Yeah. Well, it's probably like on an IV that just puts food in him. He doesn't eat. Mm. That's how badass he is. But, um, yeah, just I can also be proud of all three of those movies sitting together on my shelf, and Absolutely. I think like any one of them isn't as good as the other one. And that is an achievement, because yeah. you're right. When When's the last time you can think of a trilogy where... There isn't one movie in there where people are like, eh. I know. You know. Have a sit down, like, yeah, X-Men. Like, yeah, I'll watch X-Men 1, and I'll really enjoy X-Men 2, but then the third one is like, I don't know if I really want to bother. Yeah. yeah. Um, even yeah. even Indiana Jones. There are a lot of people who don't like that middle one. I mean, when, when I love even... Temple of Doom. Yeah. I, I love Temple of Doom. I do. 
but there are a lot of people who don't do yeah. not really oh, like yeah, them both I, too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, um, and so if even Spielberg can't always knock that out of the park, then you know that's yeah, true. For for the Dark Knight trilogy to be as great as it is is an achievement. Mm. Back to the Future too. Also, like I like all three of them like equally, but people hate yeah, two. You're right. yeah, yeah, you're right. Or three. Two is my favorite, but yeah, people hate two. Yeah. So man. Kudos to the Batman Dark Knight trilogy. Absolutely. For wrapping up as well as it did. James, what's your number one? Take us home. My number one. Just not in a horse carriage. <laughs> is Lincoln. <laughs> um this is one where I for a while I was like, no, I gotta put Avengers on the top because that movie is so impressive. But and, and you know, usually I like my number one to be a little bit personal as well as just being a great movie, you know? Mm-hmm. I want it to be one where I can tell people that and they it says something about me to some extent where it's not just like, well, they, uh, that's also fucking the best movie of the year. But at this point, I, having seen Lincoln twice, no, it, it's just the best is the best. And Lincoln had to be my number one. If I didn't put it there, I would feel like I was cheating just so that I could be like, oh, I'm the I'm the cool kid who put that at number one. <laughs> you know? Cause like, like, me. like Well, like last year. No, 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 no. I don't. Uh, no, no. I, like I said, I think Avengers needs to be there. Because um, like last year I had Super 8 at my number one. And that was because... Not only was that my favorite movie of the year, but it it was special for me, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I kind of, I'm disappointed that it wasn't like that. That it was like, well, it's Lincoln. It's an awesome drama, and everybody knows that. But uh, it's the best. It's absolutely the best. And if you don't believe me, go back and listen to the passion I had. <laughs> eight vote. Eight. eight the numbers passion ago. of the Lincoln. Uh, yeah. All right. So, top tens. wow, Film Explosion 2012 has come to an end, which brings us to the part of the show where we look forward to movies from next year and also give out some awards for movies this year. Now, James has compiled a list of uh, awards we're going to be handing out. Um, well, there's they're really not physical only, awards. They're, they're fake awards. <laughs> but there's really only, really only one. They're that the nerdies. To, there's really only one that we need to pick here. The rest of them I'm just going to make blogs out of. Um, so look for that stuff on there. Um, but we need to we need to talk about what the worst movies of the year were. The worst um, movies. I of have the year. a little list here, and then if we have any more to add, and then I think we ought to pick a couple, you okay. know, just to highlight. Um, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, Dark Shadows, Men in Black Three, Alien Origins, Sand Sharks, <laughs> yep. Iron Sky, Abe Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, The Raven, Breaking Dawn Part Two. Those are obviously a lot of the things I saw. Is there anything you guys saw? Um, you pretty much covered it for me. I I honestly believe one of the, uh, even though, again, we made this pact that we would go into a movie with an open mind and, you know, don't go in hating a movie. And so to me, uh, Dark Shadows might be one of the worst movies I've seen with a pedigree of filmmakers, um, set designers, actors making a movie. Um, oh, you make a good argument. And... Uh, so it's really disappointing. Um, you know, you guys kind of liked Men in Black 3. I had a hard time with that movie because I really enjoyed the first Men in Black. Men in Black 2 I didn't like. Yeah. And so Men in Black 3 I was not excited to see. And again, it just Men in Black 3 to me seemed like it was going from one set piece to the next where it wasn't really important for the story. It's just, oh, now they're going to fight a big fish thing. Yeah. Oh, now they're going to go to the moon rocket launching. And now they're going to do this. And then we're going to tack on this thing that Jay and Kay knew each other since they were 
That's, Jay was young. That part is sort of well, that the only the reason I would say I wouldn't put it as low as you just did. I I listed it as things to talk about. I don't think okay. it's one of the worst. Yeah. Um, I think it's just kind of it's there. It's yeah, mediocre. I, I, I would um, say that I was disappointed by it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was sort of hoping that they were going to rekindle the the Men in Black one ness mm-hmm. that that I did love so much because I'm the same way. Um, I'm starting to think, think maybe you can't because it's just it was so fresh then and now it's been. Yeah. dissolved so much since then that there it can't be fresh again but who that, knows i think that there is still a lot of slapstickiness stuff in here that is not really a part of that that universe or at least i mean it is now but in that first movie it wasn't you know um I, it, it's one of those series that i feel like they sort of lost track of and they didn't really yeah. know what was fun about it well, the first one's um, so satirical about yeah. like or, organizations that control over things like poking fun at that exactly. now it's it is like slapstick like here's this weird thing that we're going to encounter and exactly yeah, and like and like action set pieces where you, mm-hmm. if you remember the first action scene in men in black one is them chasing is him it's just a foot chase with a dude exactly who has weird eyes like it's not even hardly an alien and like, he has amazing abilities and stuff and that's what i mean it's you lose that part of yeah. the men in black series where now it's just a, a series of skits yeah opposed to an overarching story you know what it is and i need to come up with a real term for this because i use it so much it's that pirates of the caribbean syndrome where they didn't know what was good about the first movie and amplified the stuff that wasn't very good about it in the sequels because i think a lot of it is that they look back and they see like oh okay the guy who has a big bug alien inside of him and how weird that is and the dog that's an alien those sort of silly things and then so in the sequels, it's a lot of like, yeah, there's a big fish in a sushi place and that's an alien. And, you know, all of that stuff where it's like, oh, stuff you didn't think was aliens is aliens. Those That idea is not what was so cool about that movie. Mm-hmm. It was the fun stuff on the edges that made you laugh. Um, but that wasn't really what drove that story. And so I, I think that's why it was. Yeah. And, and you know, um, the Twilight movies will never be good movies. No. But to totally shit on audiences the way they did at the end of that movie, again, is just showing how um, stupid the people who make those movies are. Yeah. Because, you're again, you're talking about people who know how to make movies, the Twilight movies. Yeah. But, I mean, really, you're going to use the plot device that you have this huge epic battle and then, oh, no, just kidding. This is what this is what could happen if something did happen here. And you're only doing that because the the story of that film is so nothing. There's so nothing going on in that film that in order to make there be a climax to it, you have to invent the vision of a, of a fight, show us that, and then go, well, that didn't happen. It's insulting. Oh, and yeah. I, I'm not even a fan of the movies, a fan of the books, but I think it's insulting to yeah. to think people could not handle a movie where heads are getting ripped off and stuff and that uh, to me that is more shocking and i would have had more respect for that series if they actually did that yeah where main characters are killed and the consequences of their because there's no consequence for their love yeah you know what i mean their their love is well well, you can't have sex with a vampire but she has sex with a vampire kills her she turns into a vampire who hunts cougars they there's no consequences for anything in those movies. exactly because even there's no consequences for them having a baby because the day she after she has a baby she goes and hunts and then fucks her husband for two straight days and let, leaves the baby in the care of other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no consequences for her having a child. It's just idiotic. And why people love those movies, I'll never fucking understand for the rest of my fucking life. Yeah. I'll tell you one more thing. I fucking hate I, I think that uh, disregarding Alien Origins, Sand Sharks, and Iron Sky because we didn't see them in theaters and neither did anyone else. 
I I I am kind of on your side to say yeah, Dark Shadows. Yeah, um, again because I mean I don't like it, yeah, Tim Burton, of the, but, but the, again, but, but he, he knows he how to make a movie, talent, right? And so does everyone around him. And I like for it Sweeney to be as, Todd. For it to be as sloppy as that movie is, yeah, it Sweeney is. Todd Sweeney is Todd is Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. My wife. I mean, it's not written by Tim Burton, but it was. No, 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 no. Tim, no, no, no. Tim Burton directed Sweeney Todd, the film. Yeah. And. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. written by somebody else. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know that it was written by somebody else. But, but you know, and you have someone like Johnny Depp, who, who can be a great actor, and right. he in Twenty One Jump Street, and, uh, you know, it, it, you have you know Danny yeah. Elfman, and you sorry, have, you just said Johnny Depp, great actor, and you referenced Twenty One Jump Street when you should probably reference like <laughs> Ed Wood or oh, Ed Wood. Yeah, um, no, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. Ed Wood right there is the reason why Dark Shadows is so bad. <laughs> because because Ed Wood is a great movie, and Dark Shadows is more annoying to watch than a lot of Ed Wood's movies. Straight up. <laughs> and <laughs> I own the, I own more than one Ed, Ed, Edward D. Wood Jr. film. Um, and yeah, that one was... Especially by the end when like all of this just nonsense is happening. I'm a werewolf. It's so unfollowable. <laughs> um, yeah. I wonder if fans of the TV show enjoyed it. Did no, you, no, your no. parents are fans of the my, show? Did they uh, enjoy my, it? My mom was fans of it. Uh, she never saw it because I, of course, went home and go, went. Um, first of all, it's nothing like the show, and second of all, it's not a good film. And she was like, "Yeah, that's too bad." Um, <laughs> so then I just bought her a DVD that had some episodes of the show on it, and she watched that instead. And I watched them as well, and they're not very good. <laughs> there was one episode where they just sat around deciding whether or not to have a seance, and in the end, they had a seance, but they didn't. That wasn't part. The seance not part of the episode. Um, <laughs> Brad, uh, Brad, where do you chime in? What was the thing you saw and hated the most this year? You know, I I feel really bad because I was gonna make a list of this stuff and I didn't yet. But um, so I don't feel like the one I hated the most is on your list right now. What is it? But I feel like it's in the back of my mind somewhere, and I'll I'll remember it on my blog. So. Okay, all right. But I agree, Dark Shadows is. I don't know if I hated it as much as you guys, but um, it definitely wasn't impressive to me. Yeah. So um, well, I feel like it's a big missed opportunity. While we're here, then let's talk about one more thing, which is that I have here a list of. Uh, Films of 2012, we most want unexpected sequels to, uh, which is not movies like Amazing Spider-Man or Skyfall where we know we're getting sequels to. Even 21 Jump Street I removed from this because they've are, they're already making a sequel. Um, these are movies from this year that a sequel to that could be really good. Um, and I have here Wreck-It Ralph, Jack Reacher, Dread, Prometheus, Paranorman, Born Legacy, Cabin in the Woods, um, Dark Knight Rises, and Resident Evil. Uh, Which Resident Evil is definitely on the list. <laughs> you know they're going to make another one. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't care. Dark Knight I, Rises, I to really? I don't think there's going to be a direct sequel to that. Well, but here's the thing: there'll definitely I, be another Batman movie. Well, that's that's where this is. That's what this is award is <laughs> or what this list is for. I think there should be. I would really love to see a like Nightwing, Joseph Gordon-Levitt starred, um, a movie where he you know fights some other villain, and you could. You know, sort of really remove it from necessarily the tone or the canon of of Christopher Nolan, and just have a movie where okay, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a sort of Batman now, and he's fighting another villain. Um, and I think that would be really interesting and fresh, and certainly better than now rebooting Batman. You want know to you know, see what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely don't want a Batman reboot like in the yeah. next four years. But what I think would actually be better is a Batman TV show, like a premium HBO quality oh, yeah. Batman detective, like where there's maybe one overarching story but he has to 
deal with a couple villains in one season and then the world opens up in the second season and maybe continues from what left left off and then introduces a few more uh that all play into a single mystery it's not like separate stuff like the riddler's got his own story or uh catwoman's got her own story it's like they all interweave by the end to uh like solve some crime or something oh yeah like i think that would be more interesting than seeing another batman movie right now and it's a, it's a definitely diff, a different way to take a superhero genre, yeah. Because um, nobody's done anything like that, You're right? And like having on like HBO or something or like Showtime, or, like you could start gearing it towards like a rated R style, like oh, the yeah. comics uh, are. So instead of just going back to the PG thirteen, well, you know, go ahead and make the Riddler serial killer, you know, oh, in the vein man. of Dexter or something, you know? Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. So. That's what I would do. I think uh, I think Prometheus is a pretty obvious one because, as we said when we saw that, like <laughs> the potential woman of and that, floating head, woman series. and floating head in alien spaceship fly through space. Yeah. It's just you know, on its face, it's so obvious. Because um, it would be sweet to see someone take the fight to the engineers. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, or just or I mean, you could do anything with that. Even if she doesn't actually get to the engineers in the sequel, and she just runs into some other alien race, and then has an adventure there and it becomes a slapstick comedy. I don't care. I just like, I love the idea of girl and head in space that, uh, yeah. Girl, girl and, and head in space. Friend. Weightless head. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think is like a lot of stuff I'm thinking of. Like, I know there's gonna be a sequel to Ted or, yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Ted's not on the list. Uh, what else? I guess what I wouldn't expect there to be a sequel to is maybe Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. <laughs> Cause I think, you know, t- Tim and Eric could like th- at the end of the movie, they say they were sentenced to death and executed, <laughs> yeah. uh, but they could actually come back as different characters in another Tim and Eric movie. So still named Tim and Eric. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing that. Oh, you know, and here's a movie we haven't talked about at all. Um, but I don't, I think I would want it, but it's a weird thing. The battery. Straight oh, up. Yeah. yeah. I mean they even talked about it at the show they were talking about the fact that there there was more there and that they, they would have an idea for doing a movie called The Orchard um, and hell yeah um, but the truth is it's more out of a I want to see whatever those guys do next not necessarily that I need more to that story because I like that film so much I wish I could own. see the battery again <sighs> I'm sorry <laughs> I'm going to bring it to you <laughs> I really am and it um, while not in my top 10 I wanted it to be and it is in my 20 so yep um uh, the other thing is we talked when Captain Woods came out about doing a prequel that, that the, cause it talked about there being an incident in 90 and 98. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that would be cool. You know? And again, you know, the sequel or prequel to Captain in the woods could always be just another incident that they were talking about. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Cause it, it wouldn't even necessarily have to be at that, at no. that place. Um, cause they could do it and say like, Oh, well there's also one of these in I don't know, some other part of the country. Because you'd, you'd sort of have to still be in America. Yeah. Because, um, uh, I mean, you could do a Japanese one, but, <laughs> but the we Japanese sort of saw what that one was going to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and Wreck-It Ralph, as we said before, I want to see a sequel to that because I want to see more video game stuff, you mm-hmm. know, in other video games. Um, cool. All right. Well, I'll probably do a write-up of that this week. Um, let's do next year. Next year, yeah. Um here, I'll tell you movies I'm looking forward to next year. Uh, well, I have a whole list here. Me too. To Star read. Trek, Pacific Rim, Iron Man 3, Thor 2, 
What else am I missing, James? Uh, well, you're missing Gangster Squad, Gangster Zero, Squad. Dark 30, Zero Dark Thirty, Good Day to Die Hard, Good Day to um, Maybe Jack the Giant Slayer, Oz the Great no. and Powerful, Yep. Um, the maybe the Incredible Burt Wonderstone, GI yep. Joe Retaliation, <laughs> Hell yeah, uh, A Place Beyond the Pine, Jurassic Park 3D. Side effects, which is going to be the last Steven Soderbergh movie. Uh, <laughs> Bullshit. Evil, evil Dead. Oh, Evil Dead. Oblivion. Uh, even a little Pain and Gain. I think Pain and Gain. I saw the trailer for it. It looked pretty interesting. <laughs> I know. I kind of like it. Uh, the Great Gatsby. As you said, Star Trek Into Darkness. The Dark Tower is still on the list for next year. I don't know if that's going to happen, but who, who knows? Um, Fast and the Furious 6. I don't, oh, I don't care. yeah. I will see the shit out of some Fast and Furious The Return of Michelle 6. Rodriguez. Oh, no. All right. Now, I, now I'm less interested. I'm actually excited to see Man of Steel. Yeah, Man, Man of Steel. Steel. The Hangover Part 3, After Earth, Much Ado About Nothing, the Joss Whedon adaptation. Yep. Um, this is the end, which we were talking about earlier oh, tonight. Yeah. The trailer for that is great. The World's End. Yeah, The, the World's, World's End. end. Uh, Monsters University. Maybe World, great. Maybe World War Z. I um, I'll still see World War Z. Oh, yeah, yeah I'll see it. It's just how much movies. we're excited about it now. Yep. Um, Kick-Ass 2. Mm, uh, honestly, yeah. this next one, I think the trailers are shit, but there is a part of me that's very curious about the Lone Ranger. Hmm. I um, think the second trailer to Lone Ranger is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's you know, it's very much the sort of pedestrian family action movie, but still. Um yeah, you said Pacific Rim, the Wolverine is next year. That's right. Which is the an posters easy one are to forget. sweet. Oh yeah, they are. Um three hundred Rise of an Empire is still supposed to be next year. Uh Elysium, which is the next movie yeah. from the guy who did District Nine. Uh, Matt Damon plays a cyborg. Yeah. Uh, Riddick, which is the return. Yeah. Yeah. Whether... (laughs) So your wife's excited. Um, (laughs) I'm interested to see it. It's a character that... I love Pitch Black. I I like that character. I hate the Chronicles of Riddick with a passion. Um, (laughs) Vendigo. Sin City, A Dame to Kill 4, which Mm. has been a long time coming. Mm. Uh the world's end is on there. Ender's Game, which I'm very interested oh, in. Oh, yeah. Who knows if that's going to work Ford. or not. Um, Hunger Games Catching Fire for this guy right here. Yeah, that's me. Uh, the Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. Eh. To <laughs> prove to us whether or not I'm right and that that series is going to be good. Anchorman, The Legend Continues. <laughs> Sweet. Is next winter. Uh, Saving Mr. Banks, which is that Tom Hanks movie where he plays Disney. Dude, mm. I am I'm interested. Uh, Gambit should come out sometime in the year, which is the next Coen Brothers film. Uh, Gravity had better come out next year. Otherwise, when is that movie ever coming out? We still haven't seen a trailer for it, but yeah. they it, you know, it's been done for a while. Yeah, uh, and then there's going to be a Jack Reacher movie, or not? Sorry, not a Jack <laughs> Reacher, a Jack Ryan movie next uh, next winter. Chris well. Pine, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think that dude has a cool voice. Oh yeah, I don't know what, when he's you know given orders as Captain Kirk. His voice, I'm just, yeah, you I stand just, up to attention. You're like, like, what can I, I do, that Captain? Guy. I listen uh, to that guy. Yeah. I think that's a great list of movies. Um, I look and that that list there is like half of the movies that I saw this year. So that's all, a lot of the ones we'll be seeing week to week. So it's going to be a great year. That's right. A lot of bad episodes though, because they'll all be good movies. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah. Um. Again, again, another year of Real Nerds podcast in the yeah. in the can. Final thoughts on 2012, guys. Um. I want to thank everybody for you know sitting here weekly and doing it with us. I want to thank our fans for listening to us. Yeah. Um, I, I love this year in movies. There's a lot of great movies that came out this year. Anybody who, you know, saw us at cons and went and stood and talked to us, thank you. Yep. Any of the people who were interviewed on the show, just not just not just the the big, you know, famous people, but uh, the people who sat down, just the fans who sat down with us at Comic-Con. That was so cool. Thank you. It was. Um, 
Man, it's been a crazy it's year. It's been a good year if for you had, the Real Nerds podcast. Last, last year when we were sitting here talking about, about this, if you had told me what all was going to happen, I, I would not have believed you. Um, I got to go back to Film Solution 2011 and see what we uh, said we were looking forward to in <laughs> 2012 because oh, yeah. well, I'm pretty sure none of us predicted anything that happened this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which is, you know, it's funny because Cora had talked about it. She listened to last year's Film Explosion and how interesting it was going back and listening to that list of, of movies that we were excited about, uh, which is why I wanted to do it again because, of course, uh, some of them proved to not be as good. Um, uh, but we did talk about, like, what things we want to change for next year, what things we want to do better. Um, is there anything you guys... I mean, it's. I still have that thing where I want to see more. We're awesome already. I, yeah, <laughs> he wants to say. I still yeah. have the thing where I want to see more indie movies as they come out. That's a big um, disappointment for me this year. Obviously, like you look at my list compared to last year. Like last year, I had a lot of obscure stuff on it. Yeah. This year, I was very mainstream, and that's because maybe it's because I didn't see enough um, indie stuff outside of my wheelhouse. It, oh yeah, that, or that um, the mainstream movies are just better. Yeah, it was either that or just like. All the good stuff I just didn't end up going to see because it didn't capture my attention. But yeah. there's still good indie stuff there that I just didn't recognize. Oh, yeah. But yeah, my list like has what two things that you guys haven't seen on it? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, you're right. So it's just like I feel it's it's very odd that the mainstream uh, you know stole the thunder this year. That yeah. whereas last year I was like struggling to find movies to put on. Well, and it's not even so much about like whether or not those movies we see them so that they can be on the on the top ten list. It's more about just week to week being able to say like, "Hey, this is out at your local independent theater, and and you ought to go check it out." Um, especially because now anymore they're at AMC theaters, so if you want to see Hitchcock, you you can just go up the street to your Regal or whatever and see that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more just about uh, for me, it's about the week to week stuff. Uh, and promoting those movies because yeah sometimes they're not the movies that you want to put on your top 10 you know butter is not a, on my top 10 list it's yeah. not, i don't even th- I think it's in my 20 a lot but of my indie stuff did I end up in my like under 10 like just right up there you know yeah um but other things i like i would like us to have a more awesome booth at comic-con <laughs> you know oh yeah we're gonna have um, some crazy stuff we have a little there. more better idea of what we can do yeah um, like to get out more, promote the brand. Like, mm-hmm. don't we have a Colorado Springs Comic Con or something going on? Well, yeah, they talk to us. Who knows? Yeah. We don't mm-hmm. know. It's Galaxy Con, by the way. Yeah. So we may, we may be there. We may not. Um, I certainly want to be able to do more of that stuff, but also be um, be able to know, like, okay, what stuff is the right stuff for us to go to, and and um, <laughs> what isn't. Mile High Con was that bad for you guys, really? No, no, no it was no, no, it no. Wasn't. Actually, I enjoyed Mile High Con. I did. I, uh, when I did the podcast panel, people were laughing and they enjoyed me, even though I wasn't. The dude at the end was stealing the show. Well, <laughs> trying to. <laughs> it was being boring, and people just really responded to us. <laughs> um, so, I mean, uh, that's all I care about. And um, to me, the most important thing is it, it sounds such a cliche, but it's the people that listen to the show yeah. who reach out to us all the time. Um, we'd be nothing without those people. Yeah. It's been so cool. It has been. And next year is going to be insane. Next year is going to be even better. So you can tweet us, real underscore nerds. You can like us on Facebook, almost at 100, Real Nerds Podcast. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where you can check our updates about more year 2012 stuff. You can also call us, 720-6-NERDS-5. Leave us an email, realnerds at gmail.com. 
Um, again, I just want to thank everybody. And uh, this show and this year is dedicated to our good friend Alex, who um, is no longer with us. But you know what? He's with us every time we see a movie. Yeah. And we always think about him. So um, it's one. It's one more of, um, despite all of that tragedy, it's one more of those highlights of the year. Um, yep. The the little bit of time that we had. So uh, yeah, so absolutely. we'll always have a number one fan, and that's always a good thing. So yep. until next year, when we see Texas Chainsaw 3D, because remember, guys, they said next year, but next year is exactly a week away. Oh hmm. man! Um, so our first movie is Texas Chainsaw 3D, which this guy next to me is really looking forward to seeing. Um, in 3D. In uh, yeah, we're totally seeing it in 3D. I'm not seeing anything else but 3D. Oh, fuck. I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> no, why no, would no, you not no, see it in no. 3D at this you point? You just said it. We're seeing it in 3D. Fuck wanna, you. I don't want to see it in 3D. Well, I don't care. That, huh? Fine. See, we're we're seeing it in 3D. Wait, you don't want to see it? Uh, I want to see it. I don't want to see it in 3D, though. Why would you go see that movie and not see it in 3D? Like, why just <laughs> why go watch not? the other Chainsaw Massacre one? <laughs> so, okay, so... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So you guys, other Chainsaw so you guys Massacre? The only reason it ex- exists is because they wanted to make it 3D. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you guys want to spend the extra, spend four more dollars on it? Yes. All right, fine. All I right. don't want to see that movie, but I will spend four more dollars on that movie. Yeah, I don't want to see it either, but if... Because like, it's not even called I want to see it the way it's meant to be seen, so... It's not even called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's called Texas Chainsaw 3D. Yeah. I know. It should have been called Chainsaw Massacre 3D, right? Isn't yeah. that a cooler name for a... Uh, if they call it Chainsaw Massacre, they don't have to be in Texas. They should have called it 3D <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Massacre 3D Chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what, what else comes the, out and next the chain, week? The Chainsaw is the only thing in 3D. What comes out <laughs> next week? Nothing. I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, no, is the only no, thing no. that comes That's out. what we have to see. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. I just don't want to see it. That's so I all. guess yeah. the only question I'm is... I'm sorry. Is I, Brad going to see a movie with us? Oh... Oh, well, excuse man. me for taking a couple weeks off. A couple? This guy. <laughs> this guy. It was like it was like three, and it wasn't always consecutive. But yeah, yeah. But the point is, is if you guys want to be a part of this podcast, you better. I did it because like you were editing it, and you cut me out, and you didn't want to hear me bitch anymore. Anyway, yeah, you explained that ruined it. So yeah, I know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, if you disagree with our list, please send us why. Um, if you just want to say we suck donkey dick, you can send that too. Oh, and for the rest of the year, I will never say this much about this, but if you like our show uh, and you've got friends who also like movies, let them know. Send them a you know send them a link at some point, or just um maybe mention us on facebook or whatever uh not you know uh, my my aspirations are not to be the biggest movie podcast of the world but uh just mine a nice, is, a nice little crush chris hardwick <laughs> <laughs> a, a nice little pod podcast community is all i ask actually i forget um, to i keep forgetting to bring this up but the one thing i would like to somehow incorporate into next year is that i think we need a female a consistent female opinion on oh. the show they don't matter <laughs> What's next? Look They're at that gonna death vote over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Lincoln reference. Whammy. All right. No, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. well, so, if you could find a female person who's gonna. That's why I'm saying, like, well, if you're listening, every, every week, somebody. Every week we'll get Cora to drive up from Durango, and <laughs> like every week we put out the like the invitation, like if you want to come see the movie list and sit down on the podcast, you can do it. And oh, if yeah. you want to do it consistently, we would entertain the idea of having a consistent female host on here so and the whoa, whoa, is, whoa 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 whose fucking show is this we're all hosts <laughs> the, but the truth <laughs> is secondary host and your co-host right. co-host thank you and that is that's part host, of why co-host <laughs> that's part of why I, I do want a a bigger community and and some of the stuff that i would like to do more of next year is have bigger events and have you know um 
But you have to earn it. You can't just... Well, yeah, no, but... You don't have to earn coming to movie to, uh, Yeah, to add to Brad's point, I mean, we see a movie every Friday. If you're saying, hey, I want to go hang out with the real nerds, because they're so cool. Even if you don't. Even if you don't want to hang out with us. (laughs) We see a movie movie every Friday. Yeah. Um, Even movies you don't want to see, Texas Chainsaw... the Great Gatsby. I don't know. We'll always go. Uh, we'll always go and see a movie. So, you know, just if you hit live us in up. the Denver metro yeah, area, if you live in the Denver area, hit just us send up. us a list, uh, a tweet, or whatever, and say, "Hey, I want to go with you," and we'll tell you when and where. Yep. Very cool. Cool. Until next year. Bye. Bye.